0: that sort of controls our destiny,
5: uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great pace, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over and are dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful
1: freshness
5: about it, kind of like a wonderful fresh air.
1: It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a it's pure entertainment, it's like a roller coaster ride and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention.
4: Hello, and welcome back to Generation Skywalker. Uh, we're here for another show and with me tonight we have got Jez. Good evening Jez. Good evening too. Nice to hear your chirpy voice again. Good evening Grant. Good evening gentlemen. Good evening Craig. Hello. And good evening Daniel. Evening all. I was expecting a, man, a, man, a, man, a man.
2: <laughs> no, not today. I, went I thought pissed. that was
4: your catchphrase. <laughs> so we are back tonight. This is a follow-up show to something we did I think was released back in June so uh not too long ago but um If you remember rightly, Jez led us through a trailer celebration from the OT and tonight he is going to do the sequel on the prequel.
5: Jez. Brilliant, thank you so much Stu. Yeah that was a great deal of fun, we thought we'd try it and and the feedback, the reactions have been very good. So yes on the previous episodes we covered the original trilogy trailers. We immersed ourselves in 1977, we first of all sort of recalibrated our minds and we got into 1977 and watched all sorts of uh, of trailers before we started watching and analyzing the star wars trailers we looked at the original releases we looked at more recent releases with regards to what's now being shown on disney plus and we also looked at some fan-made ones as well now it took us right up to the final trailer which we saw which was when the original trilogy was then released in widescreen on VHS, and that that was a nice sort of wrap for that. <laughs> it's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. So very much like with the original trilogy trailer listener-long, we're also doing our enhanced version as well. So not only are you listening to this, um, but yeah. Craig would have done a fantastic job of getting this straight onto YouTube as well. So you don't just have to listen to what we think, you can watch along as well and come up with your own ideas, your own thoughts, and let us know whether or not we're right or wrong with regards to our interpretation of these wonderful, and in some cases, dire trailers. Thanks very much. Always do, there are a master and an apprentice. As we're moving towards 1999, which was when, you know, the excitement was there for all of us. 1999 was such a wonderful age of cinema and in fact I challenged people to find a time when cinema was, was greater than. You know, you, you look back at 1999 and, and, and the films which are out, Fight Club, Matrix, Eyes Wide Shut, Blair Witch Project, Sixth Sense, American Pie, Notting Hill, American Beauty, all classics. But there was one particular classic that we were looking for. We first of all, we had a tantalising glimpse into the future back in 1993 when it was in uh, Vanity Fair that George Lucas announced his return to Star Wars. Yet six years later, we, we were there waiting with bated breath to see what would come. But it was when the trailers came out. This changed everything. Lucas film have learned and, and since then, they keep on sort of, you know, they've got us on tender hooks with the trailer and it really, really has set the benchmark. For how cinema is released and how cinema is just dropped in there, and it simmers and it just holds people. I'm delighted tonight that you know we we've got the crew here, and in particular, Grant, you're joining us this evening. And I know that the prequels and, and episode one in particular is very dear to your heart. Would I be right in saying that?
6: Ah, uh, yeah, especially the trailers.
5: Uh, and you know, take us back, if you, if you may, just put you on the spot to the sort of you know. The innocence or the anticipation what were you doing who are you and how was this affecting you in 1999
6: well the the, uh, the first trade I believe was 1998 November 1998 yeah November 17th 1998 every generation has a legend every journey has a first step every saga has a beginning but uh, I was uh, actually I'd left my TV on and fell asleep to my TV at night and I woke up and it was about two minutes past eight in the morning and as I opened up my eyes, uh, Good Morning TV, which is like a uh, morning uh, television show in the UK, I can't actually, I don't actually know if it's still going or anything, but the first things I heard was, and we've got the new Star Wars trailer, and looked at the screen, and there was a shot of the soldiers in the corridor on the Naboo uh, coming under laser fire, and then it cut. And <laughs> I launched out of bed, faster than ever, bombed downstairs, faster than ever, I, don't, I, I might have recorded over a wedding or something. The first VHS tape I got went into that machine, and I sat there for two minutes, pressed play and recorded, just waited. And there we had the very first trailer. It was absolutely phenomenal. That's probably the most awake I've ever been uh, <laughs> that quick, you know, because we were just waiting for so long, so many years. But that was actually, uh, that, that's one of my fondest memories ever
5: indeed so you know and you weren't alone in fact that trailer was dropped in 75 cinemas on the 17th of november and then it rolled out all over north america 3 days later but can you remember what was critical about this what you know from a cinema point of view they were very selective weren't they do any of you gentlemen can you remember what particular movies you had to go and watch
6: yeah it was uh, meet joe black yep the water boy
5: yep that's right yeah absolutely so that was i mean how genius is that right we want you to go and watch this uh these movies and the uh the reward is going to be you get to see this trailer so as you can imagine film ticket sales just went through the roof news outlets reporting you know huge sales and you know loads of fans just throwing down their money to watch it and then uh promptly walk out of the cinema after the trailer had been out so uh, yeah incredible times you know really really was and then by the time the uh, the second trailer had come out i believe it was i mean you know we're talking over 20 years ago sort of pre facebook and anything else but three and a half million people had downloaded the second trailer within five days and this wasn't a download as we know now i mean grant i, I assume you were one of the people who downloaded it i mean how long did that take you
6: well, if anyone picked up the phone, you have to go back to square one. <laughs> I, I, think, I think my neighbour had a, a, a phone bill for about £42 because we downloaded one of the TV
5: spots. Imagine that now. Absolutely think, crazy.
6: Well, wasn't it the case that if you, know, you had to pay for the internet up to about six or seven o'clock and then it was free? I think that was one of the contracts that you'd have at the time.
5: A communications disruption can mean only one thing. The very first teaser for Phantom Menace
3: to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the Force. You believe it's this boy? He can see things before they happen.
1: He can help you.
5: The Force is unusually strong with him.
1: He was meant to help you. Anakin!
5: Tell him to take off!
3: Will I ever see you again? What does your heart tell you?
1: Are you sure about this? Trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know?
5: Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi.
3: I sense much fear in you the boy is dangerous they all sense it why can't you fear is the path to the dark side fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering
4: So good, isn't it? I mean, the memories that just brings
6: back from that. Oh, oh.
1: Goosebumps.
6: Love it. mate. still love it now. I've seen the Taj Mahal and it's lovely, but the Phantom Menace trailer is a lot better.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm so excited about tonight because after having gone through each and every one of these last night, just to make sure that everything was squared away, you know, People in the past, you know, maybe not you so much, Graham, but have been, you know, not particularly um, happy with the prequels, not particularly a fan of them, certainly wouldn't be saying which I would choose to watch. But I can guarantee you, I can absolutely guarantee you, come the end of tonight, you will be wanting, waiting to to say, right, I'm putting on Attack of the Clones. This weekend, I'm watching Attack of the Clones. This weekend, I am watching Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Phantom, because I'm so excited about what we're going to be going through, it it is brilliant and that was just the starter wasn't it, that's just let's just talk about it let's just break it down, I mean you know even before this started, I actually started getting slight Indiana Jones vibes with the Lucasfilm logo when that came up, because you just had the the non-Star Wars and the short sort of music, which was just setting the scene why didn't it feel like Star Wars, right at the very beginning, which is what we've seen in some previous trailers and, in fact, some previous movies.
6: I'm not sure I agree with you there, Jess.
5: Go on, you thought instantly it was Star Wars, did you? Yeah,
6: because that opening music, that's the Jawa music.
5: Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yes. It's the Jawa music, but it's not instantly sort of recognisable. Well, it is for an absolute apex Uber fan like yourself, but from a selecting something which... Audience members would, you know, Imperial March, Lea's theme, all these other main themes, it was just, to me, it was just, maybe it was just that sort of curiosity sound, which is what you sort of get from the Jawas
1: mm. in,
5: in some respect. But from my point of view is there was no Long Time Ago in a Galaxy Far, Far Away, which I'm, I'm you know, familiar with on other, they certainly had in 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 the ot and and we had seen and we get to see in later trailers as well before you get to see anyone hear anyone or see anything significant it then goes from the drama theme into that sort of cozily familiar yet painful binary sunset well, you, you yeah. have
6: that you have the transition don't thing that that, yeah. that my, mystical sparkly fantasy sound that transitions into
5: the uh, the force scene yeah which which it, it <laughs> The way in which it's given is, is a slightly painful rendition of that not painful as in it's difficult to listen to but it it, it doesn't show you it certainly doesn't for me give an element of, of, of joy of, of of romance or anything there's just an element of sort of slight pain behind it yet it's still cozy what else were people getting from this?
2: I think the, the mystery bit's the key bit isn't it because I think you probably a lot of people went into it thinking oh, well, you know, Darth Vader's, you know, Anakin Skywalker's going to become Darth Vader. You're going to tell it over three movies, so there has to be more to it, and it feels like it's saying, so actually, there's more going on here than just than just uh, a, a story about a Jedi. It's, it's building it up and showing you, you know, cutting across different landscapes, different scenes, and just, you know, trying to build up that, that, that mythology a bit more. Well, I think as far as trailers go, I think it's a trailer
4: that, when you first watched it, it, it offered you an awful lot. I mean, so much hope. I mean, that's why people are probably a little bit disappointed. But that trailer has everything in there. The double-ended lightsaber you see in the trailer. There's nothing hidden in this trailer.
6: I agree. If you look at scope, in terms of scope, and maybe even compare that to to modern films, you've got Planet Swamp, Planet Desert, Planet Italy, Planet Metropolis, Planet Deep Sea, Planet Forest, Outer Space, and Planet Power Generator Chasm. (laughs) You know, and at the time, I think... If you look at the trailer now, you've got it in the context of the movie, but you've got to remember what it was like when you had absolutely zero context. And if you look at it that way, like a lot of people now say, well, the the trailer kind of shows you exactly what happens in the film, but you couldn't join the dots back then. You know, there was so much rapid imagery, but what what it did show was the scale and scope of this movie. And it's a multitude of scope as well compared to anything that we've had before. So if you look at any of the films that have preceded it, it was quite obvious that this was going to be a new wave of technology. It was going to be a new wave of, you know, how to produce, create imagery. So we got lizards walking on lizards. That, that, that's your Jurassic Park right there, yeah? You've got your special edition tubacs. You've got new technology in Jar Jar and Watto. You have Rampage Space Cows, which is like Jumanji. You've got a Coruscant Cityscape and Traffic, which is like the fifth element. You've got a space battle like Star Wars. You've got Sebulba, which is, again, new technology. You've got thousands of battle droids and gun- Gungans, new technology, massive scale. And then the Pod Race as well, which is completely multiple new technologies involved in it. Mm. So you're looking at every film that pre- predated it in the 90s, and they would have one of those elements. This film's got multiple of them, just in the trailer. You mentioned the
4: pod race there. You go from that scene of the Queen, Queen Amidala, overlooking that city, and then that scene of the pod race, you're in the pod. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about how many trailers you'd seen before like that on the cinema, when you remember that on the big screen, kind of in the pod. It was amazing.
6: Well, I, th- I think you've got to look at only modern cinema uh, 20 years later is, is even comparable to it. I think you've got to look at things like maybe Infinity War, Avatar, lord of the rings after that you're pretty much struggling to find anything of the magnitude of that scale and then we're talking 21 years ago so i i feel that it, it kind of it's kind of symmetrical in that respect of scope and impact as star wars the original
5: you're absolutely right you know they were introducing so many different elements to it not to box tick but just to appeal to so many people you know and the musical themes some you know they 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 went through so many different themes there as well, just to, again, give that nostalgia, but also show you new things and show you popular things. The first person to speak in that was Samuel Jackson. I mean, how hot property was that guy at the time? You know, this was five years after Pulp Fiction came out, which was absolutely huge. You know, forget snakes on a plane and everything. But the guy was a hot property so much that he could choose the color of his own lightsaber. You know, he was the first person speaking on the first trailer. You know, mm-hmm. they were they were really trying to push and promote things which were important to them. Pod racing. You know, the the, uh, the is it the step, the the bike. You know, from a toys point of view, they they were pushing those things. But Jar Jar. Note that Jar Jar was in five scenes in that opening trailer. Uh, you know, we all had it on VHS. We had all recorded it. We all, you know, we, we, we had this and, and I know that we analysed it. I know that we watched this one and, you know, one which is going to come up in a couple of trailers time, how much we watched them to the point where we now recognise in a movie when the actual sound is different to the sound or the voices and the pitch in the voices are different in the movie that they are in the trailer. You know, there's a couple of things that Queen Amidala says, which you're like, oh, she didn't say it like that in the trailer. Uh, you know, we, this is how much we knew it and this is how much we loved it. It was, um, for me, it's just, yeah, fantastic. Going back to the mystery at the beginning, you know, what I said about the sort of mystery of the sort of Jawa sort of creepy-ish music. Again, I think the, the symbology of that opening shot of the, the lizards on the lizards, as you say, coming out of the mist-filled woods, almost like... It's a mystery to them. Is what's through the mist? We are in unknown territory. What is coming forward against us? And I think I think it's full of symbology. This trailer, love it. Uh,
6: well, I think they they were absolutely definitely making a, a statement, and Lucas was definitely going to make that
0: statement about pioneering the new technology that we use now.
4: We haven't we haven't discussed the wording at the beginning. How perfectly chosen they were. Those three sentences.
0: The copywriting was very good. I mean, we've said it already. It, it hit all the right beats, I think, for me, certainly watching it for the first time. Particularly Obi Wan meeting Anakin, that was a real moment to see that it was great. I, I mean, I picked out three specific fan moments Anakin Skywalker meet Obi Wan Kenobi would be one of them.
6: Uh, Yoda giving the best wisdom that we've heard in cinema since 1983 would probably be another one. And then, obviously, the double bladed lightsaber. Yeah. Those are your three major fan talking points as well as everything else
0: to, to uh, the point they did try and recreate that moment with the force awakens trailer with the the, the crossbar on kylo ren's lightsaber
6: sure and and the rise of skywalker uh, main trailer copies the uh, you know every uh every generation has a legend
5: yeah absolutely so, so it think... kind of bookends it doesn't it from that point of view as well yeah you've got one, one in nine bookended wonderfully I think, you know, if you've got to look at it from the
6: perspective of a Star Wars fan awaiting new Star Wars, can you name any Star Wars video after Return of the Jedi, not the Ewoks uh, films, but after Return of the
0: Jedi where we actually saw a new Star Wars up until this trailer? So that video game. Which one? The one with, uh, they got Dave Prowse back to wander around and say. Oh,
6: people. well done. Yeah, the Hasbro Star Wars interactive board game with, and it was uh, directed by Gil Taylor as well. So that was that was a major wow new Star Wars footage. Can
0: you guys think of any others? There's a pretty big one. What was the CD-ROM where we got to see the deleted scenes for the first time? Behind the Magic. Yeah, there's another one. Any more guys?
1: Special, Special ed-
2: editions.
6: Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty big deal as well. <laughs> Just some other ones I thought of. Well, there was, you know, there's a few adverts like Pepsi <laughs> adverts that kind of had like
2: Darth Vader in it. Was there a tunes advert? Was there a tunes advert where yes. he chokes out one of the guys? <laughs>
6: There was a two advert, it was a big deal when it came out. Dark Forces 2, Jedi Outcast. And I think Rebel Assault had some full motion video in it. But that 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 you know, we only had little bits since 1983. And this was a solid two minutes of George Lucas Star Wars.
2: When I saw that, I went I remember going to work that morning and um, I saw it now. I think I must have watched it at the same time as you, Grant. I didn't see it on Big Breakfast, and everyone goes on about it being on a big breakfast, but I think my mum must have had T V A M or whatever it was called at the time, Good Morning yeah. Britain. And uh yeah, I went. To, I went. To, I was buzzing, and I didn't have any, you know, Star Wars type friends back then. And I, I worked with a bunch of hairy ass lorry drivers, and I was in the port cabin, and everyone's around. I'm sitting there, running over, and one of the office girls, I said, "Oh," she said, she was chatting away to me. I said, oh, "I you see the Star Wars trailer with me." She just looked at me like I was an alien. <laughs> I give up. So I just had no one to kind of talk to about it. But yeah, it was, it was on my mind for for weeks, and yeah, every opportunity to watch it. It was. It was. You're right. You know, going from like zero to that, it was just two minutes of gold.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I was in a I was in a filmmaking class in college and I recorded it on a tape and then we obviously we had VHS machines and all that kind of stuff in college. We all sat there and just watched it over and over again. I've still got that tape and I need to get it put onto uh, put onto a hard drive. What about you guys? Where was your first time that you watched it?
0: I'm sure it was online. So we had... That's, that's posh. Craig? Well, it was at work. So I worked in a design studio. So we had some decent kit and there's always one guy who's a bit more techie savvy than everyone else and he went i've got the star wars trailer and we're going to download it and we all sat around this machine watching it just load <laughs> frame by frame and and you know it was funny because the first thing you see is like what the what is that what are they horses you know you're watching this sort of gray screen and this type come up but yeah watching it in well not in real time in in you know very very slowed down time but I think it it was a real communal experience that you don't get in a in a cinema because you're quiet and you're taking it in. We were all just sat around and we were all pretty, you know, geeky and in, and into this, just analysing every frame as it appeared. Oh, he looks quite good, doesn't he? Because we all read about Jar Jar and we'd all read about Watto and we knew who these characters were and we'd seen stills, but to see them, you know, moving around, you go, Oh yeah, it looks quite good, doesn't it? It's quite real. You know, and 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 analysing it, chatting it through. And that really sticks in my mind. It was a very like I say, communal experience. The idea of using the internet as a new distribution system for getting trailers
6: and content out there on real time and Apple QuickTime players. I think that, that you know, that's obviously a, been a major influence now on how we how we you know, digest this kind of content. Totally. You know, and we there, I've got a quote here from um, Steve Jobs saying it was the biggest downloaded event in history at the time. I've also got another quote from the bbc saying it's unprecedented for a trailer to have advanced screening or be covered by the bbc but everything episode one is unprecedented how exciting is that
5: it was it was all over the news we were full of hope i mean you know this was a time 98 99 Pre-9-11, you know, post-Cold War, everything was great. Everyone was happy. The only thing we had, which we had to worry about was a dastardly old millennium bug, which actually came to nothing. So, you know, we we, we were full of it, but we were just full of great optimism for, for such a great movie. It was just the best of times. And, Dan, I, I do share your pain because, yeah, I'd been in the RAF then three years, and uh, I think I was absolutely alone in my geekdom. I really, really was.
6: So, so, so Jez, where did you watch that trailer
5: the first time? It, when it came out in the UK, obviously, it didn't just have those three cinemas, uh, which it it had in, on November the 17th. I think I saw it for the first time. Do you know what? I can't remember. I, I saw it a lot at the cinema. We'll come on to *Jewel of Fates in a minute, which I had on uh, VHS, like we all did, I'm sure. But I um, I can't remember seeing it in my room for the first time. I think I saw it for the first time. It would either have been on a, on a mate's Moody tape or or in the cinema. What I used to, yeah, the Big Breakfast. I mean, I always used to have it on before uh, school and college in those
4: days. Ninety nine, I must have been at college. But recorded that, yeah, watched it several times, and even tried to pause it. You no, know, like we do now. You we you pause the, um, I mean, the Force Awakens all those. You, you went frame by frame. It wasn't so easy to do yeah. by then because when you pause pause the VHS, you'd have those bloody lines going through the middle of the screen, wouldn't it? I think um Craig just said something about um what and or not. That's the difference between this film and the Force Awakens wasn't it? We'd seen everything everything had been in every magazine it was documented before we got to the film where the Force Awakens was hidden wasn't it? A very different experience.
6: Yeah there was a there was a, a massive a transparency with Lucasfilm in you know but their there sort of like uh, updates constantly in magazines and yeah, there there was a narrative that they constantly gave for, for for many years. They're building up, you know, interviews in magazines, SFX magazine, Empire magazine, exclusive interviews, ex- exclusive photos from the set. Disney's very much a closed door in that respect, even with regards to issuing things like making-of books. Whereas, you know, I mean, look at the the documentary uh, episode one, the beginning on the on the DVD. That I mean, it kind of exposes quite a lot in there. Whereas a lot, a lot of the sort of modern Disney films, they they mostly congratulate that they did a good job and show you how they did the special effects, but they don't really have that sort of deep insight that Lucas was happy to give, and, and I think all the better for it the way they did the, uh, the the prequels because it was quite inspiring. You know, it continued and maintained that excitement level for such a long period.
4: Yeah, it was. I mean, I've got stacks of magazines from that time with with exactly that in it when we recorded the ot trailer show yeah. we talked on empire and jedi about the new characters being hidden that you didn't see the new stuff that was coming out but this indeed this trailer tell me a character that's not in there you've got maul you've got qui-gon you've got young anakin jar jar's in there watto's in there it is a a complete open book isn't it
5: you know we we said that about empire but then on jedi you remember what we said about how they completely let the cat out of the bag then with regards to Oh well, Han Solo's all right. Which at the end of Empire, you didn't know whether or not he was, and then there he is, featuring in the middle of the trailers for Return of a Jedi. It's so, like, oh yeah, okay. Well, they rescue Han clearly. That was um, a daft decision, wasn't it? That was a huge own goal.
6: I want to draw your attention to something which I think is actually significant to both this, the, the teaser trailer, and the, the the official second trailer, and that is the tone. If you look at the first dialogue that has been stated you refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force you believe it's this boy he can see things before they happen which is actually quite poignant for the next two films he can help you the force is unusually strong within he was meant to help you what kind of emotions do you think they're trying to convey there
2: obviously from the perspective of someone who would have seen the original trilogy it's a foreboding isn't it it's uh, you're meant to be a little bit worried about that it's not a good thing <laughs>
5: But I think at the same time, it also, and so he was meant to help you, you know, hope. There's an element of hope. And when you link Bingo. that to, yeah, when you link that to a new hope, it's like, oh, interesting.
6: Absolutely. Hope. That's exactly what I've got written down here. They're very positive words. The next part of the trailer, will I ever see you again? Are you sure about this? Trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know. I sense much fear in you. The boy is dangerous. They all sense it. Why can't you? And then Yoda's fear is the path of the dark side. Feel these to anger, leads anger, to hate, hate leads to suffering. What emotions are these conveying? Doubt. Yes, hope and doubt. It's, it's a real juxtapose. I think that's crucial to sort of setting the tone for the Phantom Menace. And when you take that into consideration, it doesn't really give you the tone of something that is juvenile. And I think this, this trailer set up people to feel that it's going to be heavy on emotion. And there was going to be a juxtaposal of emotion. And what we actually got was quite something soft, quite childlike, juvenile jokes. And I think some of the uh, uh, negative discourse relating to The Phantom Menace can be actually stemmed from this very trailer and the trailer that follows it because it sends people down a path which they don't deliver on. I wonder what your thoughts are on that.
5: A hundred percent. People, apart from a couple of the non-verbal comms and a couple of the sort of comic... Jar Jar squeals and stuff, which you do get in, in each of the five scenes which he's in, in the trailer, you didn't realise it was going to be quite the comic relief that it was in places. Obviously the trailer is never going to convey some of the, the wooden or, or what people think is, you know, a little bit wooden or stilted acting, but it just, it did fill, you, it filled us all with hope. We were just full of hope.
6: Yeah, I feel that it, it, it misguides us a little. If if, if if this film was like the trailer, I think it would have been a lot more successful because it's propped up in in such a way to be taken seriously
5: so the, the the success of the trailer has to some degree become the detriment of the movie itself
0: i think so i don't know what you guys think i
5: i i, I it's a great so. point it's a great point
0: yeah i'd agree with that i think it's uh very articulately put did anyone
6: else think that uh when uh, obi-wan kenobi stated uh, in a new hope he was a great pilot you thought he met a nine-year-old
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll get on to Boba Fett in a minute. Yeah,
5: while. yeah, yeah sure. he, but he also goes on to say an old friend, and I don't think anyone could ever look at a young little lad in episode one and go, "Oh yes, he was an old friend." So um, yeah, you know. So yeah, we could talk for ages. Uh, about this, about the, you know, the the parallels between the trailer and the movie, expectation, expectation management, and, and the obvious payoff when the movie was delivered. But now we'll go straight into the main cinema trailer, which followed the teaser.
1: do a course of action that will lead us to war.
6: A communications disruption can mean only one thing: invasion.
3: At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. Begin landing your troops. We haven't much time. The Federation has gone too far.
6: The death toll is catastrophic.
3: Our people are dying,
1: Senator. We must do something quickly.
2: You must contact me.
3: There
5: is something else behind all this, Your Highness.
3: They will kill you if you stay. I can only protect
1: you. I can't fight a war for you.
3: I think we're going to have to accept Federation control for the time being. This is a battle. I do not think that we can win.
1: I will sign no treaty, Senator.
3: You said people going to die? Once those droids take control of the surface, they will take control of you. I was not elected to watch my people suffer and die while you discuss this invasion in a committee. <laughs>
4: Never get me onto one of those dreadful starships.
3: Always do. There are a master and an apprentice.
6: you know I don't mean to get the resume out again but I've um I've seen I've seen the Patronus Towers in Malaysia and they're really tall and incredibly beautiful but they're not as good as the Phantom Menace trailer (laughs) 2
5: so give it to me why was that how would first of all in comparison to the and it's difficult to answer, I know. In comparison to the teaser, I'm going to ask you a question like you're seven now. Which one do you prefer? Which one's your favourite? Teaser. teaser. Teaser.
6: Yeah. Grant? Uh, teaser, mate, yeah. Absolutely.
5: Everyone teaser, right. Okay, so everyone. And that's probably because of the, the tease element, because that was the first. But obviously this was a close second. And um, why to you was this so good? I mean, for me, it was, it, it was almost a trailer of two halves because i I certainly felt like it started off slow not in a bad way but obviously a little bit of scene setting talking scene setting a little bit of this and the other and then the music changed the key changed and and the uh, physicality of it all changed but yeah go on talk me through it what were your thoughts
0: it ups the adventure doesn't it? it suddenly becomes less Epic, I guess. Epic in terms of the, you know, the myth making of the 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 teaser trailer. This is this is talking about a war. It's talking about a battle. It's talking about people dying. Obi Wan says we don't have much time. Amidala says we have to do something quickly. There's suddenly a sense of urgency and something's going down, uh, and we're going to get to experience that.
2: Yeah, and I think the bit for me is, is is introducing the Sith introducing Darth Sidious or the Emperor or whatever you want to call him. Back then, we didn't know he was Darth Sidious. We thought it was the Emperor. So, it's the Emperor. He's going to, you know, do something to Anakin and they're going to team up. And, and is the seeds for all of that. That was the bit that that, that kind of got my juices flowing.
6: Once we go through all uh, all of these films, I think you'll see that the whoever makes the trailers, I don't know if it's actually Lucasfilm who makes these trailers, whether it's in-house so they, don't, you know, they can avoid leaks. But they, they follow the same sort of construct all the way through. And normally with the final trailer, you have the triumphant Star Wars music, action, epic sound effect crescendo, which is which is prevalent in this. With you know explosions and pod races and lightsaber duels. I don't know if you actually noticed that, but it is. It does seem like that is a a, a, a trait within uh, prequel trailers.
0: I think what was interesting about that as well that shot where the Sith infiltrator sort of pans across and then you see it from the back and it's the shape of Vader's TIE fighter. That's the first time I remember seeing that
2: connective tissue. Playing the Imperial March over it as well, so. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but they've done that all the way through this, uh, as you say, so what they've done, I think, beautifully here is they've blended the nostalgia with the contemporary, with the new. So you've got the same music as you've got Luke and Leah swinging across um, uh, in the Death Star, whilst you've got new droids, you know, you've got the sound, so that, you know, Ben Burt's sound and of, of uh, and the digital sound engineering as well with his replacement, what was uh, Woods? Matt yeah, Matt Woods, yeah. So um, so those two working in analogue and digital, going now to the the sound of, of the, the machinery coming down over the hill, you know, all, all these new things. And then you've got the Gungans with their shields like we've never seen before. But also what they're doing then is you don't instantly recognise C-3PO because of, you know, the lack of sort of... Um, skin on him but you instantly recognize anthony daniels and then r2d2 you know and the themes which go with that but then as i said it's spun in with you know with the new spaceships and everything so so you're appealing to new people with the wonder but it's so hugely rooted in our in our star wars culture it, it, it's so clever
0: you've got jabber in there as
5: well haven't you yeah absolutely yeah
0: that trailer did make Bibble look like he was going to be such a major character <laughs>
3: We're a democracy. The people have decided. Tuck him away.
5: yeah you know what I loved about this is at the end, when it comes out with the logo, and you think, brilliant, what a great trailer that was done. And then you've got Wipe Them Out, all of them. And then you've got Obi Wan Kenobi's gut wrenching no, which uh-huh. you see him, but then. You then see about five other rapid scenes. And Mm -hmm. all the way through that, he's still screaming no.
1: yeah.
5: And uh, it's blood-curdling. It's it's, it's really powerful. And and you watch this. And at the end of the trailer, you're like, holy crap, what's just happened? I need to go and watch that movie. That's what's happened with that trailer.
6: Can I use that, actually, just a segue? You please. But you've got a really good point there. So I want you two guys to, to focus on the following lines that are said in this movie in the context of the film suffering because of the tone that's been set. Okay? These are words that are mentioned within this trailer. We will have revenge. Death toll is catastrophic. Our people are dying. They will kill you if you stay. People gonna die. I was not elected to watch people die, wipe them out. Now, is that the same tone as what we got in the film? Nope. And I think, once again, the the trailer has set an incredibly exciting tone and a film I I wanted to watch, but the film did not deliver on that tone. And I think that that mismarketing has caused... Because people always go to Jar Jar or Anakin or some wooden dialogue. But I, I firmly believe that these incredible trailers set up that film for a fall.
5: So yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely right.
6: And the film contained within these two trailers is the film I want to
5: see. It's a bit more Rogue One in some respects? Because it is a bit darker, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. yeah people, there's going to be death, uh, and we can't hide that. And actually, some of our goodies are going to be killing people in cold blood, <laughs> which is which is what you got in Rogue One. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's why Rogue One has been taken so well, because whilst yes, there was some hype. People, I think, went to Rogue One thinking, well, we know what happens. They're just going to steal some plants. And uh, and we kind of know what happens at the end. And they just thought that they were going to watch a short story. And so they maybe went to that with a slightly lower expectation. And since then, they left going, that was incredible. So, yeah, maybe maybe the secret for our future Star Wars enjoyment is just not to watch trailers.
2: Yeah. Or, or tell the truth in trailers.
5: Yeah, yeah there is that
2: it's hard to kind of go back to how you were feeling you know 20 plus years ago but was anyone worried in the back of their mind after watching the trailer i i know i was with, with some of that cgi i didn't want to kind of acknowledge it at the time but it was definitely there in the back of my mind there's, there's a lot of cgi in there and there's a lot of things i don't recognize and it was definitely something that was playing on my mind
6: all cards on the table yeah uh, I actually considered having every generation has a legend, every journey has a first step, and every saga has a beginning as a tattoo.
5: <laughs> I knew you'd say that.
6: So I was, I was, I was all in, mate. That's not off the table, though, Grant.
4: Uh, <laughs> celebration, we'll it. yeah. Right down your back.
6: <laughs> that was the idea, was to go across the top
2: of the back, look. In Orabesh, <laughs> right to the
6: other. There's that wicked scene in um, the film *Fanboys* where the guy's got himself a Jar Jar and Anakin tattoo, isn't it?
3: Uh, we're Star Wars fans. You're Star Wars fans? Yeah. Shit, why didn't you say so, man? God, you think that? Cool, check this shit out, man. Look, tire Right side, Rebel Alliance, do or do not. <laughs> That's funny. And this arm is the dark side. Don't join the dark side of the force, Paul. Check this out. Episode one. Who snickens? Jar, jar, binks. That guy's gonna be the shit. I tell you. <laughs>
0: I have to admit the, 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 the battle scene with the really green grass and the really blue sky yeah, I remember at the time thinking that looks a little bit very Wasn't the screensaver Windows at the time very similar? Yeah, like it was windows like you yeah. really pop in and it just didn't feel very real.
5: There were a couple other things, you know, what would did you see? The uh droid cars, I think in the in the movie. They move their articulation it's so much faster. If you were to watch that now and then play that again, when they sort of open up, they're a lot more Ed Two Hundred Nine Robocop um, as opposed to in the movie. It's very, very rapid. So you know, I've, we've all watched it over and over again. Where Padme says, "Get to your ships," and I'm sure in the movie it's slightly more regal rather than a bit sort of shouty.
1: Get to your ships.
6: I, I yeah. think I think in the film is it the film or the trailer, one of them is uh, Kira Knightley I think.
5: It is her voice dubbed over, right? Okay.
6: Because they, they, you know, they had Kira Knightley as as the, the decoy. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but there's a, obviously a different uh, voice, isn't there?
5: Or a yeah, the tone of voice. Absolutely, yeah. The pitch is completely different, and um, and after you've played back your vhs video (laughs) for the hundredth time it's just ingrained in your brain isn't it so then when you watch a movie like oh that's slightly different um and again when uh when you watch the teaser trailer right at the beginning where you've got obi-wan qui-gon and and jar jar in in the little cruiser which goes underwater would you call it the um Gongo. Gongo. the
2: bongo, bongo. bongo. yeah, yeah. Bongo. um
5: <laughs> the bucket when uh when he's in that and jar jar just sort of reacts to to the big fish and um and you see that in the film you're like ah that half second then that's the bit which is in the trailer because it's just etched in the back of your mind isn't it all the important stuff you know, like birthdays, and anniversaries and things like that. You just don't remember. <laughs> and I struggle in my old age. However, I can I can recall every single part of the uh, <laughs> of Phantom Menace trailer, which um, really uh, I need to rethink my life. Smoking dust sticks.
6: Uh, all cards on the table again. land table, OK. <laughs> After watching these two trailers with the double-bladed lightsaber, how many yeah. of you took a broom and went outside and started practicing your twirls?
1: <laughs> Clearly
5: you did. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's so childish then. Uh, yeah, I, I am sure. I'm
6: sure. I, I still do now. Oh, for heaven's yeah. sake. I still do now. Yeah, if you
1: see a broom in the corner, you think, oh, God, i just
3: get oh, okay. in the I am a broom bully. Wipe the man all of them
5: so guys we're going to move away just from the trailers briefly and and moving away from a cinematic release trailer to something else which was really really building the hype yet you know what's coming it's
3: the jewel of fates at last we will reveal ourselves to the jedi at last we will have revenge
6: disruption can mean only one thing, invasion.
3: We will not condone a course of action that will lead us to war. There is something else behind all this, Your Highness. They will kill you if you stay. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the Force. You believe it's this boy? You can see things before they happen.
1: Are you sure about this? Trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know? He can help you.
3: The Force is unusually strong with him.
1: He was meant to help you.
4: We must do something quickly.
3: Anakin! Fear is my ally. I can only protect you. I can't fight a war for you. This is a battle I do not think that we can win. I will sign no treaty, Senator. It to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering.
1: Get your shit!
5: Brilliant,
4: Bloody brilliant, isn't
5: it? That piece of music.
4: It's just unbelievable.
5: It's really weird because at the end of this trailer, I've always then immediately etched in my mind, got Danny Bear who was presenting MTV (laughs) at the time. And so she sort of plays that video. And then at the end you've got Danny Bear just going, yeah, that was New Star Wars thing. And for some reason, because I watched it from the beginning to end all the time, I just keep on thinking of her, which I shouldn't do. But yeah, I think I prefer that to the trailer because it gave me so, you know, it was twice as long and it gave me so much more content. And and when you see the orchestra, when you see them recording, when you see the, the graphic equaliser going up and down, you see them sketching and drawing and doing a fight choreography, you know, it's happening. You know, Star Wars is coming. You know, it's you know it's, it's almost in the can. And, and again, that hope, which was given to us at the beginning, I think is, you know, it's on steroids at this stage. It For me, it, it's absolutely incredible. And that's why you know when we look back in we've done a few videos away and when we've done the star sort of celebration montages for a while I was using this is the video uh soundtrack overlay to those things because to me this you you almost can't beat this piece of music this is John Williams genius and when you thread everything in I just I, it's gorgeous
0: they released this didn't they it's, MTV
5: it's yeah wasn't it? this 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 charted yeah Julia Fate's charted and this was on top of the pops and MTV
0: yeah, I mean, is this, do you think this is the birth of the sizzle reel that we get now? Oh, good point. Could be. It's the first time you see anything like that, that kind of style of marketing, isn't it? I can't think of anything else. It does a really good job of selling the passion and, you know, we've brought these massive engines to the desert and we're raking the sand and this is what's gone into it and look at it.
2: You've even got George Lucas listening along and giving the OK symbol in the air.
0: Do you you think,
2: though, uh,
6: with this trailer, and I, I don't mean to, it seems to be the subject I'm on tonight, is once again misdirection. There's a lot of Darth Maul in this. Almost all of his scenes are shown in it, and there's a lot of him on blue screen. Do you not feel it gives a little bit of the impression that Darth Maul is going to be... A,
2: uh,
5: absolutely. Yeah. What was
2: he in the film for? Three minutes? They show probably
5: about 50% of his <laughs> screen time in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> they still do that with Phasma, don't
4: they? That's good. another good point, yeah. yeah. How, how much was Vader in A New Hope? 18 minutes. Really?
6: Okay. Yeah.
4: That falls down, doesn't it?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <That's> <laughs> know, an
1: Google answer. There.
6: Google it, mate. Just Google it, yeah? yeah. So, Darth Vader in a New Hope. What? What's the? What word am I looking for? How long is on screen? Screen time. Yeah. That's 18 minutes. I'm thinking. Come on, guys. What do you think? Oops. I reckon about. I go eleven. Oh, oh. about nine. Oh, jazz
5: i'll go 11 and 38 seconds
6: and craig 20. Uh, you're all massively wrong it's 12 minutes well one three
5: eight
6: <laughs> uh. yeah it's a long way out jess you do
4: a lot in 22 seconds, <laughs> 22, seconds. <laughs>
5: 22 seconds oh my god you say bulk and
4: run 100 a meters look. and then run back and still have 45 seconds for a drink oh, no, need to see me
5: seconds it's quite cool actually to look at some of the comments on um, on youtube of these you know what we've seen in the previous ones a lot of the previous comments were about downloading and how people spending four hours to download it to watch it time and time again i mean it's, it's not just us you know there's People on there say, you know, no uh, Stephen's sight from two years ago, no Star Wars movie before or since has inspired the same kind of excitement in me that this video did when I first saw it. Nothing can match that experience and the anticipation it generated. That was from the Duel of Fates video. Uh, there, there are so many comments about this, how this video did, because it was on MTV, because it was on, you know, uh the various morning sort of saturday morning serial tv shows and stuff in in, you know america and all over europe that's it it was opening up to a new audience wasn't it it it
6: perfectly embodies the crescendo of hype that's been going on for 16 years yeah we are less than a month away probably until the release of this film and i think that's the vibe you get from watching this you know you're you're there it's imminent it's really going to happen and There's no going back now, you know, the, the stores are, are preparing to fill the shelves full of merchandise, uh, you know, you can probably get your ticket to watch the film, it, 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 it's now here. And I, I, I think that deal The Fates music video encompasses that kind of level of excitement.
5: Are you ready now to, to see what Disney are showing on Disney Plus? Uh, you guys may oh. have seen this and you, you may well, or it might be a new one on all of you.
3: counter-divergence in the force the boy is dangerous
1: is he to become a jedi
3: yes always two there are a master and an apprentice you have been well trained they will be no match for you i have a bad feeling about this
5: space travel sounds rather perilous well there you go that might be new on everyone but instantly come on craig
0: well cgi yoda threw me massively it's it's just quite weak isn't it compared to what we've been watching
5: it's quite weak but i still really like it (laughs) It still me it still makes me want to watch it and i think it's because again it's it's got the blend of of ot themes plus excitement and uh and energy and there was a lot of positivity you know you had not in a bad way not yippee or oh, let's try this this is you know this is pod racing let's, let's try spinning that's a neat trick but you know there was the whole i don't know when you when you had Anna, anakin in, in his pod race just going yeah you know and it made me feel that this was a feel-good movie with yeah. action
0: we watched the the three Disney ones last time it does match those it's got the you know got bad feeling about this and little comedy moment with C3PO and it's very much kind of in keeping with those of the three we watched
5: zero Jar Jar Binks yeah yeah exactly there was there was a half a nanosecond of him in a frame in it but not a word not a sound you're absolutely right that's quite telling isn't it 20 years of hindsight though is uh is a great thing, isn't it, for Disney Plus to have. But it's funny now though, because you look at celebration and you look at podcasts which Mr. Best has been on and, and everything else, and Jar is is quite clearly made a bit of a comeback. And I would I would like to sort of wager a bet that ten years ago he absolutely wasn't as popular as he is now.
4: You know, I, I would agree to that to the point, Jez. I agree that people that go to celebration that diehards. But I would say the majority of fans I watched that film who hated Jar Jar. Yeah. Still be like that now.
6: Well, what I've noticed on YouTube is a lot of uh, pop culture content creations is done by the younger generation. And you can't help but notice that they have a different narrative when it comes to the prequels. Anakin is massive. There's so many videos of uh, of uh, prequel love, especially for Revenge of the Sith. So I agree, Stu, I, I, I for our generation, absolutely. Jar Jar's not going to swing it around and become a, a, a fan favorite. But I definitely think that the next generation have a much you know, uh, warmer connection to these films than we have.
2: I think those digital trailers are, are, are fairly old now. I think they were, when they released them on digital, they did that quite soon after Lucas' film. Was brought yeah. out by Disney, so I think if they were to cut those trailers again now, I think they would be slightly different when we look at these prequel ones. Because I think at the start they downplayed the prequels, they wrote them off, and now we can see them coming back in a in a big bad way, like Grant says. That's because it calls the sequels up so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think,
6: to be honest with you, I, I was I was ready to say that I didn't like this trailer, and I absolutely loved it. The Phantom Menace imagery is just so striking. There's so much going on whether there's jet boosters coming off of pod races or lightsaber duels or, you know, craft flying underwater. It's overwhelming.
5: And it's 62 seconds. Wow. I I think it does it. You know, it it gave you so much then, and it was fast, it was rapid. Lots of different um, musical themes through it. But it was that whole good time, let the good times roll thing. It was very much like the re-release where you actually saw them walking down at the end to get their medals at the beginning of the re-release trailer. You're like, yes, that's it. I remember that. That was really good. And I think that's what uh, Disney have done with this. Uh, I, I, I like it. We're of mixed opinions. And I know that they broke it up with, oh, you know, the best cinema release, and and and, you know, it was stilted with with a few sort of captions and everything. But I, I thought it was really strong. Right. So for those of you who uh, who remember our, our previous episode when we went through the OT, and because Star Wars is just such, you know, fans make it, fans can break it, but what fans do is honour their love, honour their passion. You know, we do that as part of this podcast, but it's fantastic when you go through YouTube and see how people honour their passion. And we've got a couple of fan-made trailers. The first one is by AD Edits. Now this is a fan-made Phantom Menace trailer, and it's pretty much as good as it gets.
3: I've encountered a virgin in the
5: force.
1: You believe it's this sport? I'm not sure. The Queen is worried. Her people are suffering, dying.
3: This is a dangerous situation, Your Highness. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. You have been well trained,
5: my young apprentice. They will be no match for you.
3: Will I ever see you again?
6: We can, Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. can.
3: servants in the fruits
6: Oh man i was cried that was amazing isn't star wars good it is really good isn't it it's like <laughs> ultra ultra good
1: <laughs> i knew you'd
5: like that i knew you'd like that so we've got videos by ad edits and tom f and you know they they did the uh, the ot ones they've done these and they've done the sequels and as i said you know it's fan passion they use the themes, you know. And in, in a fact, we're going to play the next one in a second. And yes, on, on this occasion, they're using the same music, but it's their interpretation of the music, it's their interpretation of the rhythm and the beats and everything else. But it's a great one, isn't it? It's longer than the others. That's the longest trailer we've seen. Stand Fast, the Jewel uh, of Fates video, but it's uh, it's a sizzle. It's a really, it's a really, really lovely one.
0: What was great about that? He's isolated some reaction shots at the start, and they're not shots you normally see or would particularly focus on and we've read a lot from the actors on the Phantom Menace you know I was you, <laughs> McGregor I tried really hard but the take that George used in the edit wasn't the best bit but if you watch some of their faces they're just full of emotion really good stuff really proper acting going on and that just really struck me particularly at the start of that that one we've just watched
6: yeah and I think because you know, you've got the amazing emotional Force Awakens trailer music to it Take that to one side. Seeing a trailer like this edited in a way, is not like watching a trailer you've watched a hundred times. What really stuck out to me is how beautiful this movie is. If you just take take things out of context and see them for what they are, whether it's you know the colours or just the the sheer scope of variety of it, it really you know makes me realise I, I take a lot of the Phantom Menace for granted. But if you just stop and pause and look at it, it's actually stunning.
5: You bang on. And you know what? We're all going to feel that about Tech of the Clones. We're going to feel that about Revenge of the Sith. And as I said to you at the beginning, you, these, these are phenomenal movies. And yes, our expectation was set so high. The bar was so high because of those trailers. And now when you go back and you look at it like this, and, and you look at it with now fan-made trailers, and you think, but God, yeah, I'm going to go and watch that this weekend. and um, And yeah, it's perfect.
6: When we're looking at these trailers it's going to you know, be critical about things like you know, setting the tone and stuff but i need to also in support of that say you know it's, it's absolutely beautiful you know what we're seeing and what, what we're visually seeing and how these trailers are constructed is phenomenal it's, it's 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 top tier as far as i'm concerned i haven't seen anything as good as what they've done with these trailers
3: we haven't much time
5: Ready for the next one? Yeah. Let's
3: go. encountered a virgins in the force. A virgins you say? Located around a
1: person? A boy. You're a Jedi Knight, aren't you?
3: I was not elected to watch my people suffer and die while you discuss this invasion in a committee. At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. The force is unusually strong with him. Fear is the path of the dark side. I foresee he will become a great Jedi Knight. The boy is dangerous.
1: It's Skywalker!
3: There's much fear in you.
5: up a little bit. Wow
6: do you know what these fan trailers expose for me is that they've edited the trailers much like the, the I know I keep on going on about tone and I'll, I promise not to do that for the other films because I think it's it, it really sticks out on the Phantom Menace but they they've edited these trailers to show you the film that they wanted to see as well the trailers that they're creating is the, the Phantom Menace film that I want to see I think it's quite evident in that they've they've moved away from the comedy and the slapstick and they focus on, like, you know, drama and action and adventure. And that 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 is prevalent in these last two uh, fan trailers. I don't know if you guys feel the same.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: It's hard not to, isn't it? I mean, a lot of these guys doing these trailers, they're, they're picking out the, the narrative of the f- film that they enjoy and, and they put that part through. I mean, we'd, we'd probably all do the same.
1: Yeah,
6: yeah, absolutely. Mind you, I wonder if you could put that, that incredible Force Awakens trailer music to Notting
1: Hill.
5: And I'd also been teased then. You know, I know Grant, I know you're a Phantom fanboy, but I'm I'm quite eager to hear from all of you, you know, Stu, Dan Craig, Grant, what your thoughts are with regards to prior to starting this, you know, and I I know that we all started knowing that Phantom Menace had an incredible teaser trailer, etc. but how are you feeling about the film now? Has, Has anything changed over the last hour? I'm probably the last one to come to on this because I've always loved The Phantom Menace. Went to the cinema
4: several times and it was, I mean, the build up to the film is the greatest build up to any film bar none. I mean, people go, Force Awakens, it wasn't the same. That whole year leading up to this was incredible. We only had those original OT films, which we all loved. And that whole year was just Star Wars is back, Star Wars is back. And they teased out so much the best trailers and the film never disappointed me i mean you came around my house recently jez i've got episode one stuff everywhere
5: yeah <laughs> you have and uh, and i started purchasing it as well
2: <laughs> i think that leading up to that film i ate more kfc than i'd ever eaten in my life <laughs> getting plastic cups and cards <laughs> and yeah it was it was an incredible time wasn't it, it was brilliant it was it was yeah there's it, nothing's matched it, even force because i don't really came close i've had a i suppose a bit of a difficult relationship with it i've come to enjoy it now i can sit down and watch it and probably through my son quite a bit because he enjoys you know the, the prequels a lot more than i do but yeah i i for, for many years i've kind of i didn't even bother watching it but yeah i can i the nostalgic value of it now is definitely uh, in play for me
0: there's one thing we've not talked about which i find hard to divorce from the trailers and i know it's a trailer show and it's not a poster show but That teaser poster for Phantom Menace is one of the best bits of Star Wars, hands down.
1: Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) And and I've seen so many brands try and copy that idea, and it never has the the beauty and the simplicity and the power. I mean, Star Wars have done it. Star Wars tried to do it in the uh, Revenge of the Sith teaser poster with that god-awful Vader's face in Anakin's cloak and... And Rogue One tried to do it with the reflection of the Rebel symbol, with the helmet in yeah. the in the water. But that poster you're um,
5: talking about, literally, you're, you're talking about the reflection of of Anakin,
0: the shadowing, the foreshadowing of shadows Anakin on the side of the of the the Tatooine dwelling. There, just absolutely perfect, just perfect. So that will always be what I see in my head when I think. Phantom Menace particularly this era with regards to how this has affected me personally tonight and and, and watching these trailers again you know I've never had an an issue with uh with the Phantom Menace I've always enjoyed it for what it is and I've been able to sort of in my head dial down the bits I haven't enjoyed and focus on the bits I do enjoy so uh, I think that's that's uh that's the secret to being a a, a long-lived Star Wars fan been absolutely fair <laughs> And it absolutely feels
6: that when The Phantom Menace came out, there was four Star Wars films with the promise of six. And the more output that Disney has, it kind of dilutes that. That It, it's, it was so vital because you only had, you know, what, 12 hours of Star Wars. And now you've got hundreds of hours of Star Wars. And I think that takes the edge off it a little bit. Lucas is a flawed director, yeah? And he's a flawed screenwriter. But like with all geniuses, you know, all geniuses have flaws. why I watch these trailers and think back, I think the guy deserves a sainthood. You know, And I think it goes to show that Hollywood today is absolutely terrified to take the kind of risks that George Lucas continuously did through all his movies, whether that's through uh, uh, the, the scripts that he wrote or the characters that he developed or even the technology invested in. Because they couldn't do any of this Phantom Menace film and they delivered it. And I think that, 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 that says a lot. And I, I don't think we'll see another person like him, maybe James Cameron. But I I, I think he's, a, he's one in a million and I think this film... You know, if you take away any kind of, you know, a disappointment, I, I think that still stands.
5: Yeah. I mean, we were discussing this recently. You're absolutely right about George taking risks, you know, right from the very beginning. His own production was and taking it and, and running it himself. But then risks within the movie, Yoda, you know, putting all of his eggs into a Muppet, you know, and, and, and that's what it was. Frank Oz and a Muppet. Yet yeah, we love it. And it absolutely worked. And then you look at other elements through the trilogy, and you just think, yes, that worked. And I think that's why also, you know, he took a risk with Jar Jar, didn't he? Yeah. And that risk didn't pay off as much, um, or it didn't yeah. pay off at all. But you know, we, you have to have risk. You know, you, you're not going. to... Was he not going to make um, an omelette without breaking some eggs? You know, and the the guy is a risk taker. But then again, he's um, he's the one who's catapulted us to where we are now so yeah you're absolutely right now if i look at let's say pre disney if, if it take us back to before we had the announcements of, of disney taking lucasfilm because i don't want to go into a whole sort of diatribe now about the sequel era but if you look at pre-sequel <laughs> so so uh, pre-disney what would you know if i said to you what's the worst star wars film And again, I don't want to sound like a seven year old, but what's your least favourite Star Wars film? What would it be? Let's just go around the room.
2: Attack of the Clones.
5: (laughs) Okay. Stu?
4: I I still say Attack of the Clones. You know what? I mean, I sat with Grant and had a chat about The Last Jedi two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, the evening he left, I sat and watched The Last Jedi. And I'm going to say it, I enjoyed it a lot more than when I saw it at the cinema.
5: Mm, Okay. Craig?
0: Yeah, it's Attack of the Clones for me.
5: Interesting. Okay, so that's three out of three, and I'm, I'm going to get a grant now.
0: Bit
6: controversial. Empire Strikes Back.
1: <laughs> <Get out. laughs> uh, absolutely.
6: Attack of the Clones broke my heart because I sat there on the Premier Night, sat in the Odeon. We had Rick McCallum there, we had Anthony Daniels there, and I heard that voice in my head saying, You're not going to talk your way out of this. You know, that sinking feeling that I was absolutely gutted. Yeah. Mostly because I had three and a half tons of episode one merchandise as well, and you know, I wasn't going to be able to shift.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Twenty years later, you buying it back, mate. Oh, I don't
6: know, for the, for the
2: third time. We shall be robbed and crunched.
5: So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to I'm going to take you all on a journey if you'd like to follow me, and uh, and we're going to look at the 2002 release, and it was about six months before Grant. I'll tell you the date any second now, and we had uh, a very small trailer. Very short trailer. And can you remember what film this uh, preceded, what film this came out before?
6: Is this the Breathe trailer?
5: Yeah, known as Breathe, yeah. So it was Monsters, Inc. Now this um, this came out before uh, Monsters, Inc. And it helped Monsters, Inc. get a box office receipt over their opening weekend of 63 and a half million, which I don't think ordinarily it would have done if it hadn't have been for this trailer.
4: Great
5: film, though. Yes, <laughs> Without a doubt. But maybe it's a great film because he watched it after having such a high of watching the uh, Episode 2 Attack of the I, Clones trailer. I've definitely
4: watched Monsters, Inc. more than I've watched Attack of the Clones
1: since 2002. <laughs>
4: It doesn't grip
6: you does it like the phantom Ooh, yeah that first no, one. doesn't oh. this was a pre-teaser trailer though
1: so that's right
6: yeah they, they did more trailers this time so this i think this was out quite early it wasn't the november schedule of the, the,
5: the phantom Menace. yeah sorry sorry grant this one came out on october the 29th monday okay. october the 29th yeah and quite simply called the breathing one so yeah it was a it was a teaser teaser
6: which I think that, that's probably a new concept of marketing at the time as well. I, don't, I think, you know, it's grounding you. You know, you've got your, your Anakin first shot. You've got C-3PO, Yoda, Django, Obi-Wan, Padme, Watto, Mace, R2-D2. All characters that we saw in The Phantom Menace. Updated versions of them. So you know where you are. And that is that. That is the purpose of the trailer. Is to just ground you, give you that homestead shot as well. Which would have been massive at the time. Because you had not seen a homestead since the New Hope. And I think that that's all it, all it wanted to do.
5: You know, yeah, it, it's tease the tease. It's introduced a few new things. You saw Hayden. Yeah, v- you know, very much at the beginning, you saw a Mandalorian cloud figure who everyone initially was like, oh Boba Fett." No, hang on a second, he's a shiny one. So you saw that. You saw Slave One. There, there was quite a bit for a short teaser. It it did give you quite a bit, and obviously, what was you know running through that was just a Vader's coming in the background.
6: I, th- I think that the shock, though, was the CGI Yoda. You know, they did they, they, they plan to do it for The Phantom Menace. They did one shot of a CGI Yoda. You know, they, they had... The, uh, Rob Coleman had that proof of concept that they could pull it off, and then for Attack of the Clones, they, they went full CGI with him, and I think that was going to be the wow factor.
3: Seeing you alive brings warm
5: feelings to my heart. So here we go. So what we're going to do now so we're you know we've been there we've had to breathe we, in we've seen in their initial teaser teaser now we're going to go on to the second teaser trailer which is uh, been referred to two minutes 21 it's a relatively long one referred to as forbidden love it's a great pleasure to see you again lady it
1: has been far too long master kenobi annie my goodness, you've grown.
3: So have you. Grown more beautiful, I mean. Just being around her again is intoxicating. Be mindful of your thoughts, Anakin, they betray you. You have made a commitment to the Jedi Order, a commitment not easily broken.
1: Please don't look at me like that. Why not? It makes me feel uncomfortable.
3: Sorry, my lady.
4: must be difficult having sworn your love to the Jedi. Not being able to do the things you like
1: i'll be with the people that i love
4: are you allowed to love
3: thought that was forbidden for a jedi
2: you're making fun of
1: me no i'd be much too frightened to tease the senate (laughs) we could keep it a secret i'd be living a lie i couldn't do that could you anakin
3: she's a politician and they're not to be trusted. I've heard this lesson before. You haven't learned anything, Anakin. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's holding me back. You're not all powerful, Andy. Well, I should be. Someday I will be the most powerful Jedi ever.
5: wrote down initially I wrote down just wouldn't make me want to watch it
6: really
5: yeah the the first half of that I was just bored to tears thinking is this it is this their trailer which is showing like you know the highlights or enticing me it, it, it just felt like it should have been a forbidden trailer not forbidden love it just and and then what happened is halfway through the trailer it dropped and it gave you Jewel of fates and you're like oh yeah i quite like that yeah that's quite good there then it gave you a little bit more and then it did give you uh, a half a second of of Dooku and it it gave you a bit more gave you a bit more action but the initial just selling that love side of it to me i'm just thinking it's not my star wars it's
0: what every fan of robots and spaceships wants to see isn't
5: it it?
0: story. It is interesting that you've got the most romantic, beautiful music ever with her saying,
2: "Don't
6: look at me like that." <laughs>
2: he's a bit of a—he's uh, a bit of a creep, isn't he. <laughs> so
6: it, it, I mean, it, it, it's uh Anakin and Padme centric, isn't it? Yeah, it, it revolves once again. We've got the multi-shot action crescendo, but it's central—you know—it's centralised around those two characters for the most part.
0: I think that was the thrust of that early marketing wasn't it the love story it's the poster was the same it it does look like the
6: the context of the marketing was built on story romance and war and if you look at the dvd extras when they explain how they made the film it's broken up into the same format of story romance and war that's right So, so they were actually conscious of this so i think they're just giving you the three elements the three pillars that make this movie And they decided to do it in three separate trailers which i think is a
5: quite clever construct i mean we could go off now then we'll just go off chapter because yeah in the dvd and all the extras i think it gave we're not going to go through them now it gave what 12 tv spots in addition to all the trailers so it did go through all the characters but then yes it was giving you love war and 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 jedi and, and various different things but that was very sort of front and center
6: there's three uh, documentary extras called story romance war with, right. george, with george lucas just sitting down talking about those three pillars and as you said you know you've got the tv spots as well so they are they were very conscious of this as a marketing trick or you know, device
0: one thing to pull out of that trailer was the scene with Amadala and obi-wan and anakin she's the audience isn't she oh it's nice to see you again oh you've grown
6: yeah I also think that this trailer, you know, because they were, they were filming this on a digital camera for the first time, and I think that they're trying to sort of promote that in this trailer. This is where you start seeing Lucas move to digital video away from 35mm film, and I think these trailers are trying to showcase that, you know, with massive, you know, colour palettes and sweeping shots. You know, it's incredibly beautiful. I think if you take, you know, Jez, you said you didn't quite like the trailer, find found it boring, but did you find... It visually pretty
5: not as much as i do in in future trailers uh, and other ones which we'll see within attack of the clones but for this one i just thought that, i don't know maybe it's just i'm a victim now of, of modern trailers and I maybe i needed to do that whole desensitization thing which we did with you know flash gordon <laughs> and airport 77 for the uh, original trilogy but for me watching this i think the pacing was just it was just slow i was just like this this isn't Star Wars, you know. Obviously, well, Episode One was full of politics, and now this is, yeah, this is just this. This isn't Empire. This isn't Jedi. You know, this isn't Forest Moon of Endor, so sort of run around blasters and stuff. And and I, I don't know. It, it just didn't make me want to watch it. And then I got into the second half of it. Uh, I I think that there are other sweeping shots within Attack uh, the Clones which are cleaner uh, and uh, more aesthetically appealing to me.
6: Well, yeah, I, th- I think one of the criticisms of Attack of the Clones is it doesn't feel like the Flash Gordon serials of the other films, but I think that was a conscious thing by Lucas to bring in that sort of 1940s, you know, romantic epics, you know, your Gone with the Wind sort of vibes to it, and you know, your uh, sort of, you know, um, uh, crime mystery. Yeah, elements to it and it's kind of stepped away from the flash gordon thing and i think this trailer is trying to convey that to set you up that this isn't going to quite be like the other films which you know they've returned to that in revenge of the sith but this is quite a departure from what is the normal you know flash gordon samurai western feelings of the uh the four existing films at this point i don't know if you guys agree with that
2: i know when i when i watch attack of the clones i do tend to Skim through the romance scenes and go straight to the detective Obi One scenes, and then onto the the last stretch after the droid factory scene. I skip past some of that, but then it, it that they're the bits that I that I enjoyed I cling to the the rest of it is, and and it's the quality of the acting as well. I don't think you can get away from that. But yeah, I, I I watched it with with Emma a while back. The kids were watching it, and I felt quite embarrassed watching some of it. Some of the love scenes are just they're just clunking. They're just clunk too much.
5: I right, always well, we say that. And then later on, you're going to change your mind and you're going to be like, right, yeah, that's the one I'm watching first on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, I, I just find that awkward. And I think it was the uh, the next one, the one. So we, we've we had breathing, we've had forbidden love, but it, it's the next one, which I actually just call Bum Bum. I'm sure it's got a better title. More, uh, I think. Yeah, so this, so this is it. Right. OK, which I think is uh, going to be slightly more appealing.
3: not let this Republic be split in two. My negotiations will not fail. If they do, there aren't enough Jedi to protect the Republic. We're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. You know I don't like it when you do that. Sorry, Master. I forgot you don't like flying. Well, you've lost him. If you'll excuse me... I hate it when he does that. Anakin, don't do anything without first consulting either myself or the council. You don't need guidance, Anakin. I see you becoming the greatest of all Jedi. The boy has exceptional skills. His abilities have made him arrogant. Excuse me. I'm in charge of security here, milady. They are using a bounty hunter named Jango Fett to create a clone army. Wait. We must stop them before they're ready Your clones are very impressive They'll do their job well Blast! That's why I hate flying This is a crisis The Senate must vote the Chancellor emergency powers As my first act I will create a grand army of the Republic To counter the increasing threats of the separatists
6: hasn't been a full-scale war since the formation of the Republic.
3: You must join me, Obi-Wan. And together we'll destroy the Sith. The dark side clouds everything. In grave danger, you are. This Clone
5: War has. Well, that certainly wasn't boring, was it? Absolutely yeah.
6: absolutely fantastic.
5: That I liked. Why? Why we had that uh, second teaser? I, I don't know. Obviously, appealed to some, but that that sucked you in. That had a lot going on. And now I pause while Craig comes back saying, no, I didn't like
0: that. I <laughs> zoned yeah, out a bit, to be honest.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I, I knew that one wouldn't appeal to you.
4: I'm in Craig's camp on that. I still think it's quite a tedious and hard watch compared to other trailers.
6: Uh, I, I think, you know, don't do anything about consulting myself or the council. You don't need guidance, Anakin. I see you becoming greatest of all Jedi. We're planting the seeds right there. Yeah, that's
5: what it's people manipulation. want to see. Yeah.
6: yeah. His abilities are medium arrogant. It's showing you the the, the vision there, which people know are coming. So planting that seed in the trailer, I think is a wise move. And also that you've got the, um, you know, are the clones going to attack? When you've got that, that, that sort of audio narrative of, you know, we will stop them before they're ready. Your clones are very impressive. They'll do their job. Well, this is a crisis. We need emergency powers. I will create a grand army of the Republic. It takes you through that narrative in, you know, like a sequence i
2: think that's quite clever the, the, the bit at the time when that came out i remember downloading that i had my own office at work then so i i sat there all morning downloading it and i watched it over and over again and that final shot of you know 20 or 30 jedi surrounded in an arena with droids approaching i was just like what the hell is going on there that is going to be epic so that 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 you know, back then when you know without seeing the entire film that was the bit for me that yeah i took away Who'd have thought? You know, before *The Phantom Menace* come out, we'd get a, we'd get a scene like that where you've got multiple Jedi
0: in Absolutely. a in
2: a battle. That's that, yeah. that's what you that's what you've come to see.
0: I remember the buzz, a lot of buzz about oh, we're going to see Yoda fight. That was that was a big topic of conversation.
2: Going back to the
6: breathing trailer, we see the the shadow of someone with a red lightsaber. The second trailer, you see Christopher Lee put that red lightsaber to his to his head. Yeah. So we think that we've got our Sith Lord, there's a new Sith Lord. But then in this trailer, you must join me, Obi-Wan, and together we will destroy the Sith. There's an uncertainty there. You know, I don't think that they're giving away the game there. They're they're causing deliberate confusion as to understanding
5: what that threat is. Again, that is a phantom menace, isn't it? So, because you're just not sure, there's quite clearly badness around, but you're not sure there's so much manipulation going on both to within the characters and to the audience it, it is clever
2: it's hard to know it's playing today so you've got the shot of of Palpatine in the senate you know being advocated to get emergency powers and anyone who knows who he is a majority has probably guessed it <laughs> by the end of Phantom Menace who was who so in one audience is thinking all oh, the emperor he's, gonna, he's going to build a new army and he's getting all of the power and then you've got someone else and we must destroy the Sith so it, it, it plays both sides the newbie and the, and the long term Star Wars fan.
1: Yeah,
6: there is also another seed though I think which I think really stuck out in Attack of the Clones when it comes to the dialogue the shot where everyone says I hate it when he does that. I don't know about you but I never really openly talk out loud when there's no one around <laughs> that really sets up sort of you know, uh, Lucas's flawed screenwriting there's so many examples you know from my point yeah. of view the jedi are evil why not just say the jedi are evil or um i will sign no treaty senator you never say i'm going to the toilet manager
1: you know he seems
6: he, he yeah. to want to over explain everything and guide and hold the hand and not have confidence in the listener
5: he gets worse with that as yeah. as he goes on like f- so for example a new hope tell uncle <laughs> and, and, and then in the blu-rays tell your uncle or, or, you know, so it's just like, oh, are you are you trying to explain that Aunt Brew is not Luke's sister? Um, you know, it's, it's quite obvious that I think we all get it. And so he does mansplain a lot. Mansplain, yeah, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah,
6: I think his sentences, so you just need to take away the bookends. That's what you need is a little bit of content. You don't need to, the whole thing, but mansplain. Yeah, that's amazing.
5: So what about um you know you, you you drop stuff in and people will look at that and go oh yeah what about that all right okay so now we've got django Fett, but hang on a second r2 what r2's flying um mm-hmm. uh, okay yeah that would have been you know there, there was so much going on it was a blink and you miss it but it was an absolute sort of it was a celebration of what they were able to create it wasn't it it was digital technology at its finest and they were like holy crap look at this guys we are showcasing it and um and that trailer didn't look aged Whereas sometimes you look at some of the prequels, you think oh, that's aged. Whereas um, I, I, I felt personally, I just thought that that was an exciting trailer, which made me want to watch Attack of the Clones.
6: And yet again, another Lucasfilm crescendo of you know ten thousand action shots in four and a half seconds to finish it. Yeah, that's their hook, isn't it? That's I'm definitely going to get you to buy a ticket to this.
5: But again, it was strong. It was it was linked together with common themes and a multitude of OT themes as well. So once again, it was giving you that nostalgia, it was giving you that heroic ensemble coupled with new digital imagery. So it was just trying to appeal, you know, it was doing its job. That one sold me. I'm gonna move on now and talk about another trailer, a mystery trailer. Without mansplaining too much. What they did is, so the trailer was initially only accessible through a web link built into the Phantom Menace DVD release. And fans had to buy the DVD, then play it through their computer in order to unlock the trailer uh, via the Star Wars website. And then I think from memory that there was three different options of looking at it. So you had the free version, and then if you wanted to look at it and sort of in greater definition, you then had to pay for and download a particular bit of software. Which I think was really clever because obviously everyone would then say, "No, I must, I must view it in the best definition." So here's my money, uh, and indeed that's how it worked. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm, I'm reading something online now on uh, on Google Books, and it just says, um, following the internet interest in Phantom Men- Menace's teaser trailer, fans had to pay for the third trailer option. The website referred to it as the large and clear version for maximum quality and careful inspection. So yeah, you had you had a couple of slightly smaller. You had the small and the medium screens, which were free, but yeah, you pay. You know, Ubergeeks and uh, Apex Collectors would definitely pay for this large and clear version. And uh, payment gave fans access to the QuickTime Pro 5, a more advanced playback system that allowed them to download and save the trailer to watch as often as they desired. By combining their technological resources, Lucasfilm and Apple were able to nurture the growing online demand for Star Wars content and expand the dominance of QuickTime software. So there we go, completely hidden. And now that one is actually embedded and it's put into the Blu-ray. So it is available on the internet and it's available on the uh, Star Wars Blu-ray as well. I mean, Craig, have you, have you heard of this before? Have you seen this?
0: It rings a bell. I mean, I remember that was because when was the hyperspace thing around? Was that time? Yes, it was, yeah. Well, I, so watching all those little webisodes, I think I paid for those. I think I subscribed to watch a lot of those. It's when the internet was trying to work out how it was going to fund itself.
6: <laughs> uh, I, uh, do you know what? And I thought it was hilarious that they were like, well, you know, you could have a, a free option of a medium-sized screen. And I was like, not my computer. <laughs> small as possible please we've only got 12 hours
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah there's
0: a bit of that well
5: here we go the mystery trailer
3: it was just before dawn he came out of nowhere <laughs>
1: You have any idea who is behind this attack?
3: We will find out who's trying to kill you, Padme. I promise you. Escort the Senator back to the booth. She'll be safer there.
1: I do not like this idea of hiding.
3: Sometimes we must do what is requested of us. Dangerous and disturbing this puzzle is. You're using her as bait. <gasps> I'm a Jedi. A Jedi? What do you know? Follow that speed up! went that way. This is a shortcut, I think. How many times I it? Stay away from the park <laughs> We decided to come and rescue you. Good job.
5: So that might be new on a couple of you.
3: Yeah, I
0: don't remember seeing it. And uh, you know, what are your thoughts?
5: I'm I'm going to throw this to you, the teaser trailer, the one which I said, so the second teaser trailer, The Forbidden Love, around about the same time, as in the duration, I know which one I prefer.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah. You know, one of the biggest, I'm not reviewing the film, but one of the biggest disappointments for me from Attack of the Clones was that relationship with Obi-Wan and Anakin. They were supposed to be that Butch and Sundance kind of pair. And in the reality, it was very stilted and corny. Seeing their little scenes edited together like that, it works a little bit better.
2: <laughs> I think we've all just got too much baggage with this film. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I took away from that was you McGregor's poor acting getting electrocuted.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Stay away from power, couplings.
6: <laughs> I think this, for me, is it, it's a big promotion of Lucas saying, you know, The Phantom Menace. I mean, most, most people don't realise The Phantom Menace had more models in it than the original trilogy combined. This is him making a statement saying, this film is completely digital. Like, the sets are digital. Everything's going to be digital in this. And they're going to be using the digital cameras, and he's going to be pushing that technology using this film. And I think this mystery trailer really, uh, really highlights that.
2: Yeah, I do remember seeing that trailer and thinking, okay, OK, great, more more, more shots. And I just wanted to see more of what was going on in the arena. So I was definitely uh, still had that in the back of my mind.
6: And I, I think at the time as well, we're, we're starving. You know, it's not like you go on YouTube yeah. and just watch a video, we're starving.
2: Three year gaps still, remember?
6: Yeah. So, uh, you know, at the time, it's easy to look back and criticize. But at the time, it was just more and more uh, chocolate on top of the cake. Steve you're very quiet I thought you said Attack of the Clones Was your favourite film Wonder was that last Jedi I said I wouldn't
5: know I'm enjoying them and listening to Your rambles. Okay Well What I'm going to propose Now guys Is Because uh, yeah We're starting to get A bit sort of run down With Attack of the Clones I could see this coming So we're not going to do it We're not going to go through Across the Stars now But what I am going to do Because I think This is where people are This is where Stu is This is where Craig might be let's face it grant you're there too and uh, yeah we're all there so uh, i'm now going to share a video with you which is not the type of fan-made video which we've seen so far it's another fan-made video made by honest trailers i don't know if any of you have seen this before we're going to go through it and from then when we're right at our bottom i'm going to bring us back up these are brilliant
1: love it
3: (laughs) From the man who created some of your fondest childhood memories, then took a huge dump on him, comes the prequel sequel that proved Phantom Menace wasn't an accident.
1: This isn't how it's supposed to be.
3: Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Once again, the Republic is in turmoil. Watch as the chin-stroking Jedi are pulled into a war between a completely disposable droid army and a completely disposable clone army. Seriously. There's no reason to get emotionally involved in any of this crap. Experience an awkward, forced love story as soulless as the computer it was made in. With so many visual effects, the filmmakers didn't have any time left over for things like realistic choreography, realistic dialogue... I'm haunted by the kiss that you should never have given me. ...or realistic Hayden Christensen acting. I don't like sand. It's coarse rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere.
1: Not like here.
3: Come on, JJ. There is no way you can do any worse than this. Natalie Portman and her space hair return as Senator Padme Amidala when two of the galaxy's best sharpshooting assassins try to kill her with a poisonous worm-pooping robot. Two Jedi warriors will come to her aid. Obi-Wan Kenobi, a man forced to act opposite lifeless CGI characters like Hayden Christensen. And Anakin Skywalker. A rat-tailed asshole who's been creepily stalking Padme for the last decade. I've thought about her every day since we've parted. I don't think she liked me watching her. I'd much rather dream about Padme. You're exactly the way I remember you in my dreams.
1: Please don't look at me like that.
3: Why It makes me feel uncomfortable. Sorry, Malay. Ugh. Right along with these one-dimensional heroes in a movie so unevenly paced, you'll have to wait over an hour before you even meet the main villain. Instead, strap yourself in for even more of the stuff that made Phantom Menace so cold, lifeless, and boring. Like, people sitting and talking, standing and talking, walking and talking, one person standing and talking while another is sitting and talking, people standing and talking then taking a seat for more talking and a whole bunch of wipes. (laughs) Starring... Hey Don't Act Again You in a Bad Movie Yogurt M. Bison, Nipley Portman, Lawrence Fishburne, Definitely Not the Emperor, Dickhead, Cthulhu, Darth Saruman, and Django Unbrained. Star Wars Episode 11, Attack of the Clones. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but the clones never actually attack anyone in this movie. So why the f*** would you call this movie Attack of the Clones?
4: Uh.
5: He's got a valid point, correct me if I'm wrong, but the clones don't actually attack anyone, so why on earth would you call it attacking the clones? The best bit was walking and talking, standing and talking, <laughs> sitting and talking, uh, uh,
0: because
5: I it's thought, so true. Uh, at the beginning, this isn't how it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, so, so there we are. I mean, you know, ridicule of the internet. You know, you ask any Star Wars fan, majority of the Star Wars fans, and, um, and Attack of Clones isn't up there, is it? You know, we the longest trailer which we've seen tonight, the longest trailer, Stan Fast Jewel of Fates, is that trailer which has just ripped it apart. And it really has done. I mean, the whole Anakin thing was very creepy, wasn't it? When, when you put it all together like that.
6: I thought it was funny when you said, "Come on, JJ, you could do better than this." I thought, ah, no, you can't.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold my beer. <laughs> Absolutely.
6: <laughs> the, the criticism, though, there's fair points though, isn't it? You know, they are right in what they they mm. kind of say uh, in this film. But uh, I don't know. I feel like I've got some kind of nostalgic Stockholm syndrome with Attack of the Clones. Now, I guess. Yeah. Don't see it quite as critically as I used to, but uh, they, they do make some pretty fair points there. Like to see them make a
2: film, though. That's that's the point. Is that I mean, I think we can all look back and any film in Star Wars and pull out the bad bits, and you just have to take the good away from it. And there are there are good. I think there are good sections of Attack of the Clones. There are not as many as there are in other Star Wars films, in my opinion. But they're, they're definitely there. There's some standout moments. There's
6: some really drab and boring bits in poor movies yeah. as well. You know, you've got to yeah. take, take the good with the bad, I guess. It's got
2: the worst
4: scene from a Star Wars film ever when they're um in that droid making part. Yeah. I, I mean that whole park. scene just irritates me.
6: Oh, I don't know, bite. <laughs>
2: they're, they're, they're rolling around in the field with I don't know what they are, like sea cow things floating around. I don't know what they are. That 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 bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not I'm, I'm, that.
6: I'm not married. You're married. Don't you do that? I thought that was like a married
5: thing.
6: <laughs> no. No. Who cares near
5: you? Yeah. Now now I've brought you down to the depths. It couldn't be any worse. What I'm going to do now is is show you something which. I hope I don't do now what the Phantom Menace trailer did, which has raised your expectations so much. Um, But I'm going to show you something now which is just going to bring balance to the force. What we're going to see now is the Disney Plus trailer for Attack of the Clones.
3: Excuse me.
1: I hate it
5: when
3: he does that. What if I told you that the Republic was now under the control of the Dark Lord of the Sith? There aren't enough Jedi to protect the Republic. We're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. You are the most gifted Jedi I have ever met.
1: You're not all-powerful. Well, I should be.
3: Everything is going as planned. Begun. The Clone War has...
5: If this is such a drag. So go on. Are oh, oh, we starting to feel a little bit better about it? I I,
6: I noticed that the uh, they edited uh, all the sitting down and talking and chin rubbing and uh, <laughs> walking and talking that was in the previous trailer.
5: Okay, so I'm going to do one of those sort of Men in Black mind erase things from the previous trailer. Let's just get rid of the honest trailer. That I believe is the best trailer we have seen so far because shortest
1: <laughs> tough tough
2: crowd <laughs> you know what it was all it was all going well until r2d2 pulled off c3po's head and he uh, said this is yeah, such a drag yeah, I, yeah. I hate that mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah yeah it was all. G- <laughs> sorry <but laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, i say it as i see it i
6: remember in the cinema when c3po fell and he turns to the camera
1: and he goes, it's a nightmare.
6: And I thought, yeah, it is. you're right. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> there's elements of nostalgic Stockholm syndrome there, mate. But, um, yeah, sorry, you've killed me with your honest trailers. I feel like I'm okay. living a
5: lie. So I've got more work to do. Okay, I've got that. I, there, there's more work to be done. So the original trailers can do it. Honest trailers told you how it honestly was for you. Uh, and even Disney Plus couldn't save it. So so now I'm going to look at the uh, the fan edits. Are they our only hope? Can they turn this around? So come the end of this, you're going to say, do you know what? I'm going to go and watch Attack of the Clones. And Dan's going to say, I had no reason to be embarrassed when I watched it the other day with the family. Can we do this? Can Can we fix it? Craig, what are your thoughts?
0: I've got high expectations of this fan edit.
5: okay so there are there are two coming your way as before so uh i believe the first one which i'm going to share with you is the tom f edit and uh and we love his work and
1: i hope you do too He was trying to kill me. What's wrong, Annie? I saw my mother.
3: She's suffering badly. I am concerned for my Padawan. His abilities have made him
5: arrogant. I see you becoming the greatest of all the Jedi, Anakin. Even more powerful than Master Yoda.
1: This part is over.
5: War has begun.
3: Someday I will be the most powerful Jedi I
6: Why do I get the feeling, because you've used this music in a trailer quite a few times, yeah. this, is this is what's going on inside that helmet of yours <laughs> when, you're, yeah. when you're running 700 miles
5: mm. and a right Yeah. right foot. So that one repeat. Yeah. Now, do, you, do, you know have, do you know what I had which would um, make me run faster, which was the end soundtrack on Generation Skywalker for some reason, when that's such a rising theme. I I was in Afghanistan listening to you guys and I was just running around my little um, running area and listening to the podcast and listening to the to the modern way. And and when you get to the end and you just have that theme, oh, it gets me going. Love it. (laughs) Let's go back to this, though. Come on. Talk to me about that. Are are we are we warming up?
0: I think it did a good job of uh, highlighting the, the good bits best trailer
2: yet I didn't the... want to be the first to say it but yeah <laughs> the most engaging trailer and if you'd have without all the head dragging and droid factory nonsense it's
4: and, and love scenes Hayden Christensen lines.
2: yeah yeah
6: but you know they say the most powerful scene between you know, Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen is in Revenge of the Sith where they look at out the window and don't speak to each other
5: <laughs> now I don't want to dwell on this one too long uh, you know the the you know these aren't the original, but these are the the fan made ones. You know that was the Tom one, which which I did think was great. Obviously, we we do see these guys using the same music, yeah. And uh, but I do like them. I, I, I think they hit all the notes. But this one in particular, this is one which I've saved to the end, which I think, if anything. AD edits can do this for you, so I've got to give a massive shout out to to both the guys who we're using. Uh, but this particular one for Attack of the Clones by AD edits, I think is uh, is a great edit because I think it gives a little bit more of the sort of sinister undertones to it, uh, a bit of the menace, and uh, and I hope you enjoy this video. I see you becoming the greatest of all, Jedi Anakin. Even more powerful than Master Yoda.
3: Escort the Senator back to her home planet of Naboo. She'll be safer there. I don't need more security, I need answers. I want to know who's trying to kill me. I am concerned for my Padua. He is not ready to be given this assignment on his own head. I saw my mother. She's suffering. I have to help her. I'm looking for a planetary system called Kamina.
5: Master Yoda you think it will
3: really come to war? Blind we are. The shroud of the dark side has fallen. I will create a grand army of the Republic. Part of the plan. The plan. From the jet. I know I'm better than this.
6: These
2: guys are really talented, isn't it? I really like that one. I did yeah. actually like that one. I enjoyed that. It goes off a bit at the end. It kind of a bit anticlimactic, but I, I thought it, it, it kind of pulled out the best bits and showed the arc of the. I mean, that that for me, that the the, the, the Obi One scenes when he's off to Camino and doing all that stuff and Geonosis, that, that that that's the that's the film for me. It's there's just too much else going on around all of that that drowns a lot of it out. But I think that's actually. I mean, they've done, what, how many series of Clone Wars based off of the back of that film? So there's got to be something there to, to set all of that up, right?
5: I mean, you talk about the Clone Wars. What else was threaded into that? What I, what I heard Darth
2: Maul in there. There was some, I think it yeah. was, was it from the final episode, so that's quite a recent trailer. I'm, I'm guessing that's from those
5: last few episodes. Fantastic addition there. It was just a sort of foreboding, the, the, the menace, the sort of, yeah. there were things at stake in this trailer uh, and that's what you have in a new hope that's what you had an empire that's what you had in, it going into jedi knowing that hang on a second we need to go and get Han. things were at stake and it and that showed it and um and for me all, all the better for it music does change everything doesn't it but that for me made a rather subpar film look completely watchable it just made me think yeah actually i'm i'm gonna give this another world it's not necessarily got the reaction which I was after.
1: No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm terribly upset about this. I
0: don't have much to add, really. It it was really it did a really good job, and I, I'd want to see that film.
5: Yes, I'll take that down as a mission success, particularly after the <laughs> after the risk of throwing in the honest trailer there, which I was like, right, I'm going to take him down to rock bottom and try and salvage this.
0: Yeah. Um, no, oh, yeah. no Dexter Jetster, but, you know, you can't have everything.
5: <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. You want a cup of Java Joe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stu, what did you think of that?
4: Yeah, yeah, it was good. It, <laughs> they, you know, they do do a great, great job, mate, but you promised me that I'd want to go and watch these films. You
0: do. At the end of
4: this. I do. Well, I watch this film probably twice a year anyway, but I do want to go and watch The Phantom Menace. You're right. But you, you were going, oh, yeah, you'll want to watch all of them. I me and the trailers haven't made me want to watch them tonight. Mm. Um, I mean, you're right. I, I think the fan-made trailers are, without doubt, the best we've watched.
5: Well, there we go. So, yeah, the Attack of the Clones. Do you know what? I, I, th- I think as they went on, I think the worst one was the second one which we watched, which was the sort of primary tree- teaser, the second teaser. Uh, you know, I liked the uh, the war one. I thought that was good. Um, the mystery one I thought, I thought was pretty good. Uh, the Disney, yeah, the Disney one was much better, uh, but as you say, they still still had some ropey sort of comedic values. So, uh, yeah, so in this case, I, I do think that the uh, that the fan made ones are, are just maybe it's just what appeals to our twenty first century brain. Maybe it's is how we have grown and how we've evolved as as cinema goers and um and and lovers of this genre. I don't know, but that that last one I just thought was was absolutely epic.
3: last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi at last we will have revenge
5: so November the 5th 2004 teaser trailer I've written in my notes oh goodness I don't want oh am I gonna get this wrong am I gonna again send you down a garden path in my notes I've written possibly the best trailer we'll watch tonight Am I right? Am I wrong? You guys would have all seen this before, the teaser for Revenge of the Sith.
3: For over a thousand generations, the
5: Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic before the dark times, before the empire. A young Jedi named Darth Vader, who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, helped the
3: Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force.
1: Lord Vader?
3: Yes, Master. Rise.
0: Oh. that's uh that's what we were paying our money to see back in 1999
2: I got a speeding ticket because of that trailer <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> that.
2: it was uh, I was I was on a late shift so in the morning I was around my mum's and, and I saw that, that it had come out so I was on a she still had dial-up she must have done I was trying <laughs> to watch it and I wouldn't go until I'd watched it and then by the time I would watched it I had to be at work at two it was about half one it was about a 45 minute drive I did it in half an hour but yeah I've speeding ticket because of
5: it <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> i just think it was so very well done so clever i mean one of the things which struck me when vader was rising did everyone else see the other characters as he was getting elevated looking up as if he was if you watch it back right so what i had from a symbology point of view is as he was slowly going up and then it would cut to all the other characters you'd see the Wookiees looking up i think you might have seen 3po looking up and it was almost like vader was towering over everyone and everything because as he was rising they could see it coming above them like a you know like like the death star sort of looming above Mm. i took that and i just thought that was so well done
6: yeah, I, I definitely think that was the purpose
5: as well, wouldn't it? That's not an accident, they've done that. Oh, yeah, it, it, it was composed. It was it was it was brilliant. Uh, the, the other big takeaway for me was obviously just starting off with you know Binary Sunset with with Obi-Wan and, and that whole thing was just essentially Lucasfilm saying, do you know what, guys, you didn't need to watch episode one and two. If you've seen the OT, we're going to thread some stuff in, and you'll get it. You, you this isn't something where you've missed out. You know, you you, you, watch, you can watch this as a standalone almost. Um if, you, if you've seen the OT, I it's just very, very well done. And again, with OT music, there wasn't there wasn't Across the Stars, was there? I, I can't even recall Duel of Fates
6: you know jose it's interesting that you say that because i've actually got in my notes that i think it's not even lucas film i think it's lucas because when he wrote that scene in the original trilogy of uh, you know ben kenobi reflected back on the clone wars i think all lucas had in his mind was the last hour of this film he might have had a few bits and bobs uh, of notes but it was the, the, all of his sort of. Little bits of uh, of memos or whatever and whatever uh, and reminders of characters and all that—that that was this film. So I think you know, having that in there is quite poignant because I don't think he had you know this great big grand plan that people think that he had. I think you know he took a long yeah. time, long time to write the Phantom Menace. He took uh, a long time to write Attack of the Clones. I think in that little bible of his, he had the last hour of this film, and I think. That's what he had in mind when he wrote that scene for Alec Guinness back in 1975, 76, or whatever it was. Uh, and I think that trailer represents it as well.
2: And people talked, didn't they, when they say about in which order to watch the films, they should, it should be four, five, six, then one, two, three, or one, two, three, four, five, six. They say, just go three, four, five, six. That's the, is it the machete order, they call it? Just cut yeah. out one and two and go straight to that.
5: I think the machete was, what was it four, five, one, two, six?
6: Four, Sorry, three.
5: four, five, two, three, six. No, four, five, one, two, three, six. <laughs> yeah, see, some say you don't need one. Four, four, five, two, three, six. But, but there we go. Yeah,
6: yeah. Uh, have you noticed the uh the the, the change uh, that was it, it's present in this trailer and they? Darth Vader's arms.
2: Darth so, yeah, arms being up.
6: they've got that S position anymore, has he? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, in the film they're eight sides, aren't they? And he breaks free.
6: Yeah. And finally, after years and years of waiting, you finally get. James Earl Jones. Yeah, the interesting, La- the last film, the first thing they do is take you straight back to the beginning, a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away, and then it shows that OT binary sunset, Alec Guinness. You know, they're, they're closing the circle.
1: The circle is now complete.
5: Is that one of the best we'll see tonight? I think you know, I'm a nostalgic guy. You know, that's why I started collecting again. That's why I, I, I love it. The music gives me goosebumps. And uh, you know, that's why we're all together and got this sort of collective affinity. For me, it did bring in everything together and it reminded me of sort of childhood and and, and that continual love of the wars. So um I think this, that's why this one works so well for me. So that was the teaser. And uh, and then what they did was uh, they produced a two and a half minute primary trailer which uh, which I'm going share with you now.
3: dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural is it possible to learn this power not from a jedi the council wants you to report on all the chancellor's dealings that's treason we are at war anakin very dangerous putting them together i don't think the boy can handle it i don't trust him I need your help, son. I'm appointing you to be my personal representative on the Jedi Council. You're on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? Obi-Wan and the council don't trust me. Learn to know the dark side of the Force, and you will achieve a power greater than any Jedi. You're under arrest, Chancellor. Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? single jedi is now an enemy of the republic do what must be done do not hesitate show no mercy who could have done this twisted by the dark side young skywalker has become
4: i feel so
1: helpless (laughs)
3: The
5: chosen one. I'm going to bite my tongue. Best trailer of the night. Oh, my God, I didn't see that coming. I love that trailer. Oh, we're in a different place. I love that film. Oh. It's my favourite of the
2: prequels, easily, and probably my <clears> fourth <throat> or fifth favourite Star
5: Wars film. I'm, I'm, I'm not denying that. That trailer, though. Okay. Anyone else got an issue with that trailer? Or is it just brilliant? Is everything awesome?
0: It's good. Tells a lot of the story.
5: <laughs> oh, it does, doesn't
0: it? don't remember it revealing that much. It goes to, you know, plot point for plot point. How it's going to play
6: out two things that really stick out to me is if we go back to the phantom menace remember we said that they were using sort of like a duality of hope and doubt um once again we've got the duality of uh i don't trust him i need your help son you know and star wars does flicker between the good guys and the bad guys kind of like transformers does with the autobots and the decepticons you know it shows both sides and these trailers are quite good at you know showing both sides at the same time they keep flipping between and the second thing which i thought was really interesting was the music they used to introduce Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader? Is the music they use uh, in Return of the Jedi when for, like, yeah. Darth Vader becomes Anakin Skywalker? They flipped it. I think that's yeah, so clever.
5: I mean, that is clever. Uh, I hadn't picked up on that. I had picked up on Vader, on Return of the Jedi music a lot through that. You know, the the battle at the end. However my my big thing was wow that's a really jam-packed trailer which is telling you so much right so this happens then they fire those guys he fights him and and what lucasfilm and disney do very well now is they don't really give away a great deal and you know they they wet the appetite whereas this you know i've gone through the comments on youtube you know the previous one which we saw comments such as best trailer ever (laughs) Uh, You know, people being extremely, extremely pleased with that. However, let me have have a little look. This is simply the best trailer in the history of cinema. And then there's someone talking about where Vader's hands were supposed to be when he rises. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Still gives me goosebumps after all these years. Uh, A million times better than the sequel trilogy. Okay, fine. But this one, I have watched the movie a million times and this trailer managed to make me feel like it spoiled the movie. Uh, someone else, it's ridiculous how they actually spoiled everything there was to be spoiled. Now, watching the trailer, I can't believe they spoiled everything about this. This isn't a trailer, this is a summary of the whole movie. I cannot actually be able to, a whole team of people looked at this trailer and gave it the go ahead. The comments on YouTube are just full of people saying this just left nothing left to the imagination or no surprises. It, it didn't give Grievous, did it? It didn't really give Grievous, it gave us Magna Guards, it gave everything else. I, I felt that it gave too much. You know, the, the last thing of Vader, just, you know, there with his arms folded. Yes, obviously, we know that Vader's coming, but you don't actually have to show it. I remember everyone cheered at the cinema when they saw Vader for the first time at the end of Sith. I I just felt that I preferred the previous trailer. That one just gave me far too much.
6: I, I think you got to contextualise, though, that Attack of the Clones was not the biggest movie of 2002, and they were concerned they wanted to guarantee that, you know, that Revenge of the Sith would be the biggest one, And it was in America. You know, I think it took out 380 million uh, in North America, making the highest gross film in 2005. And I think they were worried because Attack of Clones, I think, came in at about 311 million. And it, yeah, you know, Spider-Man beat it. Spider-Man, The Two Towers, and Harry Potter beat it. And, you know, Star Wars was always number one. And I think that they went all out
0: to guarantee that it wouldn't happen again. I think that's a really good point. It's almost apologising for the other two.
2: This is what you wanted.
5: I mean, I, I, I agree with that. But th- did they still need to show everything? I mean,
2: what did, yes. What, the, did they, uh, what did they show then? So they showed Darth Vader. They showed Sidious fighting uh, Yoda. Yeah. What, what else was there that you consider a, a massive spoiler?
0: chance Chancellor being arrested. Yeah. Uh, Anakin with his Sith eyes. Do
6: you know what? you mention it. <laughs> Never really noticed how much you spoiled
0: it, but I guess it does. Well, it worked, though. It worked. You also see Order 66. Not that you knew what that was yet, right. <laughs> but you, you see them turning on the Jedi.
2: But they're all things that I suppose any Star Wars fan at that time, anyone who's Kind of knew enough, knew that that was going to happen. I don't think there was anything in there that you wouldn't think, oh, wow, well, I wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, um, it was just me. I kind of walked in knowing that we were going to get an Order 66, although it was referred to as the Jedi Purge at that time, wasn't it? You know, we were going to see that. We were going to see Darth Vader's birth. We were going to see Obi Wan and Anakin fight. We were going to see all of those things.
0: We knew the what, but we didn't know the how. Yeah. So, you know, how, how did he get turned? What was the seduction? What buttons did Palpatine mm-hmm. push, you know?
5: Mm-hmm. What about the Palpatine fight? Yeah,
2: that was a bit of a spoiler. But again, great spectacle. It was like, oh, I want to see that. <laughs> I want to see how that plays out. They're going to fight yeah. each other.
5: I guess, I guess you're right that, that everything was shown but only a nugget, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was only a but
2: In 2005, I didn't walk away thinking, oh, they've spoiled it now. I'm not going to bother going to see that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I
2: think
6: as well, it also shows, look at the depth of this, you know, once again, the epic scope, look at the special effects. You know, it's all super top tier, you know, standard Star Wars Lucasfilm, high quality, loads of environments, plenty to see, plenty to get excited about. So I think it delivered on that that standard sort of Lucasfilm way of marketing. And also, once again, big crescendo of lots of epic shots. And, you know, uh, you said down the circle, of Jedis at the very end and it ended on that on the Attack of the Clones they did the Vader shot on this one That that that's the hook isn't yeah. it what they're
2: leaving you with and I thought when you talk about how beautiful Phantom Menace looked I didn't feel that with Attack of the Clones but I felt that watching that trailer it kind of is definitely a step up from what Attack of the Clones was showing us in terms of the quality of the cinematography
0: and all very dark I mean the colour palette generally the film's quite dark but it really hangs together on the trailer there's no cuts to a bright sunny Tatooine, yeah, all very moody. That's a good
6: point. Actually, I don't think there is any sunshine. Oh, on the beach, I guess in Kashyyyk. But even that, that's in the middle of a war, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah I think you're right there, mate. Oh,
5: it's okay. So you know, not, no Don't think there was anything apart from me saying, yeah, that was a bit too spoilt. And maybe the rest of the internet agree with me that it was a bit too spoiled. You guys are sort of, you know, swinging me and bringing me around like is, like is your right to. and my right to uh, to change my mind? That, yeah, okay. Maybe it wasn't fully spoiled. Maybe it was just an an appetizer, wasn't it? It was, uh, come on, have a little sniff of this. It did leave you beckoning for more. And as you say, Dan got a speeding ticket. I think it's time then for us to move on to how Disney portrayed this now. So if you were to go on to Disney Plus to watch Revenge of the Sith, this is the trailer, which uh, you, you can enjoy.
3: This is where the fun begins. Another happy landing. The end of the war is near. Soon I will have a new apprentice. I'm not the Jedi, I should be. I want more. Leave everything else behind while we still can. You're under arrest, Chancellor.
1: (laughs) You are the chosen one!
3: Rise, Lord Vader.
4: It couldn't possibly be as bad as
5: all that. <laughs> well, it couldn't possibly be bad as all that. I might use that tag and put that at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? Because normally Disney have been knocking out of the park. And when we went back to, when we did the original trilogy ones and we were struggling with Return of the Jedi and Disney Plus had done good version of A New Hope and Empire, and we're all left a little bit meh with the Return of Jedi, as we were with the majority of the Return of the Jedi trailers. So the last of that trilogy, Disney Plus, didn't really do it justice, I don't believe. And uh, and I preferred the original trailer to the Disney Plus one. And that's the first time that's happened to me tonight. I agree with that. To move through the motions a little bit yeah there was no soul to that was there really it was just a bit of music
2: choices at the start it was all a bit i know they were trying to show the happy light side of you know the start of the film where anakin and obi-wan are still friends but yeah just didn't set the the right i suppose tone
5: i think i think i was lost it this is where the fun begins because i hear every star wars podcast or almost every star wars (laughs) podcast check that at the beginning i'm like (laughs) yawn um and and another happy landing i'm just like yeah yeah they're, they're good they they were quite funny you know when he first said that but I, I don't need that to be a highlight point of a trailer and um so just yeah, off point for me um that's the first one of the disney ones which i didn't rate brilliantly stu grant
1: um,
6: I- I guarantee the fan one's going
5: to be a lot better. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think
2: that's the polite way to say move along. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. Okay, yeah, it's been the end of the, uh, a long session. Right, with not a great deal to say about that one, uh, we're going to move straight on to the fan made because Graham was absolutely right. Well, I hope he's right. The first one which we're going to watch is, uh, is the Tom F one. And, uh, and let's see how that goes
3: ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise?
2: No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell
3: you. It's a Sith legend. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Something's happening. I'm not the Jedi. I should be. I want more. And I know I shouldn't. I hear a new apprentice you have, Emperor. It's very dangerous putting them together. I don't think the boy can handle it.
1: So this is how liberty dies.
3: With thunderous applause. (laughs) This is where the fun begins.
6: Fear, the
3: uh, skywalker. I am going to end this once and for all. You've been threatening me, Master Jedi. Destroy the city. We must.
5: May I just be the first to say that that was a beautiful trailer from my point of view. I just need to find a different soundtrack. Soundtrack?
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. But uh, And and that's part of it, I think, for me. But after having watched a few of those with the same soundtrack tonight, you're like, come on, move on. And, uh, and we'd seen that with AD Edits when he just mixed up a little bit for Attack of the Clones. But uh, for me, yeah, I just thought, it got rid of got rid of everything I didn't like, um, and then brought in everything I did like, and it just made me even feel, for this first time ever, I think nostalgic for the prequels, and uh, I think that's possibly the first time I said that. Do
6: you know what? I don't I don't like it, and I'll okay. tell you why. This some nice edits in there. I think these trailers are created uh, by by this user. I think what he does is he puts that Force Awakens track down on his timeline and then he puts images to it. If that's the case, where those beats are coming in, especially at the end, in the Force Awakens trailer, every time there's a beat, there's an edit. And on this, he doesn't edit on those beats. He, he sticks with the shot. And I think it doesn't flow right. And seems that he's used that same music, I think he's just putting that down as a bass track, and he's putting some really nice, glossy, you know, beautiful shots to it.
5: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's exactly how he does it. And... Um... I'm sure that if i went through his uh his back catalogue you know i'm uh, i'm sure that he were he has been mixing it up i mean it's certainly a, a talent which is far outside of anything which i would even dream of doing um i mean he he's got tons here what he's done but you you are absolutely right and this is why i'm saving the ad edits for the end because i think of of all the ones which we've seen tonight this guy I assume, guy. This this company this uh, this this company uh, really does raise the bar, and uh, and AD Edits has absolutely nailed it for me this evening. But I'm uh, extremely grateful for for Tom F for sharing his his vision and uh, and his gift with us and, and with the internet because uh, you know there are 471,000 people who have seen this and uh, 14,000 given their thumb up of approval. So. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right, Grant. You know, some could say, oh, yeah, it's starting to get a little bit lazy now. It's starting to get a little bit samey.
6: The, the real trick to this is to watch it without with the sound off. Yeah. Without that music and see how it flows. Is it just like, all the best bits edited together? Does it make sense? You know, is, is there a reason for one edit to follow another?
5: I get that. But in his defence, I don't believe I'm ever going to watch any trailers with the sound off and understand what's going on. So, um. I, I get your point. I know I, I do a whole hundred uh, percent get your point, but.
6: but you say that you look at the Revenge of the Sith trailer and you said everyone was looking at the Darth Vader. You know, there's a process involved there. They're yeah. Trying to tell you something through the imagery, and I think this guy's trying to tell you something by leaning heavily on beautiful Force Awakens trailer music.
5: Yeah, you've uh, you've just counted to my counter, and you've just put it in the back of the net there with your uh, response. So, uh, bravo. Yeah, you're you're right. You're completely right.
6: I reckon if you ask all of us what our favourite trailer was, we might all come up with a different one. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Like you, like you said, it's 14,000 likes there, so just sometimes it just doesn't
5: land with some viewers. Okay. Well, I'm hoping that this next one is going to land with you. You said earlier on that you're a fan of uh, the AD edits and um, what he's done and, and what he did with the Attack of the Clones. So let's see if this AD edits for Revenge the Sith floats your boat.
1: I feel lost.
3: They don't trust you. They see your future. They know your power will be too strong to control. You're asking me to do something against the Jedi Code and a friend. That's what's out of place here. Why are you asking this of me? I think the boy can handle it.
5: He will not let me
2: down. He never has.
3: my knowledge I beg you and you will be able to save your wife from certain
1: death. surely you have felt it
3: the dark side world has never been stronger every choice you have made has led you to this moment. Go
5: on. Throw it
6: out there, lads. Well, that was phenomenal. Oh, thank God. Thank God for that. One of the really clever things, I don't know if you've seen a lot of the other uh, trailers that uh, AD Edits does, but he's very clever at um, editing cameras that sweep in opposite directions. So he does it in this one where the camera follows the, uh, the lift going up and then immediately cuts to the saber at the same speed going down. And he does that in a lot of his other trailers and it's really
2: clever editing.
0: Yeah, ph- phenomenal, 10 out of 10. It's hard to recognise that as the same movie that's got CGI R2-D2 slipping around in oil.
5: <laughs> Brings out the class, doesn't it? Really good. And it's so clever because we've said this, uh, we said this in the last episode, that some of the, not the filler bits, but some of the elements within this trailer are just troops shuffling around, and things happening. It doesn't all have to be key it's world building and that's what's lacking in some of the other elements and some of the other areas that what we see here, are, you know, not shore troopers, but, you know, on Kashyyyk, the sort of battles and just going back and forth and just things happening.
0: I think that's what's refreshing about all those fan made ones. I see something different. It's almost like the Disney guys have got files of iconic clips.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: they drop them. Whereas, you know, the guys putting these together, they, they're they just scrutinising that footage for those little shots that, that you forget about. Like you say, people shuffling around. But in the context of these trailers, they really work. Because they just make it so fresh and different, like watching something new.
2: It's a bit where Anakin, like kind of, he's, there's a voiceover and it, Obi-Wan says something about Anakin and cuts the shot of Anakin and he kind of deflates in his chair and his shoulders go down. And it's just, a, you know, great use of the, the footage that's there in the film that's just taking a completely different context.
6: And they, and they, they use war, the war as the backdrop, it, it you know, it sort of encompasses everything. You know, I think that by bringing that to the forefront, it's really poignant, think uh, it's a fantastic trailer.
5: Was that another voiceover from Clone Wars as well? Because yeah. that did sound like Maul again. Um, yeah. So obviously a fan-made thing, but just bringing it all in, I, I thought it was great. And what, what was good about that also is that they didn't go for the classic nostalgia thing, which I loved so much of the second Revenge of the Sith trailer. You know where they brought in obi-wan and the binary sunset and it was just like nope, don't need any of that all i need to show you is you know two minutes or so of this incredible movie and um yeah it's really really been i think a, b- a brilliant way of completing this prequel episode it shows you the power of the fandom and fandom gets such a bad press it does it does because fandom is often so vocal in his vitriol and just in his venom and it's it's the quiet majority who often don't have that platform and and these guys have it and they have it on youtube and we have it on the podcast and um and i think i'm I'm just so grateful for the likes of tom app and ad edits who do this i think we're really really fortunate and i really hope that lucasfilm disney are watching these things to not only learn from them but maybe offer these people a job anyone got anything to add for, for this before i end up rounding off
0: well i've enjoyed revisiting these tonight i think when we did the first ones i wasn't that familiar i was very young at the time those were out and i didn't have a lot of the context and some of them i'd never seen before so that was fun and this has been fun in a different way because it's it's we lived these and it's a real moment in time and. It's made me remember how much I enjoyed the journey of these movies being teased and being trailed and coming out and reading all the stuff from the magazines and the the movie landing and having that break of a number of years to to digest them and discuss them. and, and, And it was a great period of time. And it's just been nice to sit and revisit that this evening.
6: I think that Phantom Menace. He's a trailer. Outside of the original trilogy, He's the greatest piece of art ever dedicated to anything. It's better than *Tardrue Half, for sure. Yeah. Come on, Jason. What, what else you got there, mate? Come on, let's watch another one. No,
5: no. Have <laughs> <coverage>. <laughs> so, um, uh, guys, well, that brings us to the end of this episode of uh, looking back at the trailers. I've I've absolutely loved your company. I've loved your points of view. I've loved what you've brought in and, and the. Uh, and the facts and the information and the discussion and the sort of the analysis of, of, of what has been brought to us by not only Lucas, but Lucasfilm and Disney and the fans. Uh, and it, it's great to see. It's actually really where my appetite for the prequels, I think as, as I've grown, my love for them has grown. and uh, And I've taken you to the depths of despair with the honest reviews and uh and then brought you back up hopefully with uh, with the fan maids so um thank you ever so much for joining with me uh i know grant you weren't on the previous one but it's been an absolute treat having you with us and um and i hope you continue to be with us for the next ones and i'm sure our listeners would as well and uh you should definitely go back and, and check out the ot ones which we've done um dan craig Stu, it's been wonderful having you with us and, and bringing your experiences, your points of view, your tales of speed and ticket woes. Um, it's it's all brilliant. Um, I love what we do and I, and I love being able to share this with you. So thank you so much. And we must do this again soon when we will look at the sequels.
6: Thank you, Jez. It's uh, it's great to be a Star Wars fan, isn't it? Thank you so much, my mate. Exceptional work.
4: Um, yeah, like the others just said, Jez, uh, fantastic work, mate. Taking us through a, a great period where I think we can all actually reminisce from an era we all uh, we lived through in memories. I mean, I've had a few drinks. <laughs> um, but of course, if people want to get in touch with us or see our other content, you can check us out on social media. Just head over to Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Just search for Generation Skywalker watch on facebook uh please please go and join the we are generation skywalker facebook page you know for discussions and uh i think jez is going to be putting on lots of discussion about the trailers and he said he's got he's got a whole month's worth of conversation to go on there so (laughs) enjoy that with him so you can email us at generation skywalker at gmail.com and go over to youtube especially for this show go and watch the enhanced version Again, just search for Generation Skywalker on YouTube. And, of course, please hit the subscribe button. And, of course, head over to generationskywalker.com where you will find links to everything, including blogs. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a trailer blog at some point. Um, (laughs) Because I wish Jez will write about all of the trailers at some (laughs) point near the end of this journey. Uh, It would feel sacrilege if you didn't do that, Jez. So all that to look forward to. Um, Just put the pressure on Jez. Um, boys, fantastic evening. Um, Jez, first of all, thank you once again.
5: No, my pleasure, mate. Thank you.
4: Um, you are fun. our broom boy, as you said tonight. So we will
5: uh,
4: <laughs> we will see you again. So good night from Jez.
5: Yeah, good night everyone. Thanks very much.
4: Good night from Craig. Cheerio. Good night from Dan.
6: Nighty nights.
4: And I can't wait to see your tattoo, Grant. It's good <laughs> night, from
6: Grant. Thanks for that, lads.
4: And it is good night from me. We're Generation Skywalker.